ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, aliens of all shapes, sizes, colors, ages, and those visiting from the shadow realm that wish to listen to our podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to a brand new episode of the internet's most hated mafia-themed geek podcast, Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It is I, the one, the only Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman, a.k.a. This show's frontman and main host. Welcome to the main episode of the week. And this is not just a main episode. It's a brand new main episode that I hope you all out there enjoy. And if you haven't listened to Monday's episode yet, check that out. It's not a lost media episode. It's not a repeat of any kind. It's a a brand new fresh solo episode featuring myself so go check that out. It's a review, rant, review, deep dive ep- episode. It's only maybe about an hour long. So go check that out if you haven't done so already. And in this episode, I'll say this before I go into what's pretty much a little bit of a summary of what me and Sasha talked about in this episode. I want to say stay tuned to after the show, the main episode or the bulk of what you're going to hear for the updates and additions aspect of this episode because there are a few things I need to talk about and go into that came across my desk that kind of relate to what me and Sasha talked about in I believe the pre-show and a little bit of the main part of the show. So... And to get into what me and Sasha talked about a little bit, there was a little bit of uh, PAX drama or potential PAX drama, um, movie drama, and the whole nine yards in regards to that. So uh, I might add, some of you might think that this episode's a little dry, uh, and you may be right. It's because mostly December, late November, early December, it's usually a slow news month in regards to geek stuff and everything else so me and Sasha have to dig a little bit deeper and save a few things for the upcoming weeks leading into the new year and the start of the year I think it's mostly a winter thing so either way what more can I say but hey George hit the button we'll be right back with more of the Long Coat Mafia podcast shock and terror with Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, and Chris, the Martinsburg Madman, in Sasha After Dark, the Podcast of Darkness Reboot. Um, but for me, I mean, like, it is so forgettable. By the only thing by I can the way. Really- say about it is me and and Sasha are talking about Indiana Jones the new Indiana Jones movie that came out earlier this year yes and it's now on Disney plus um like the only thing I can really say about it is is it certainly kind of erased a lot of the bad taste of Crystal Skull out of my mouth but it 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 was still a subpar Indiana Jones movie that's what I've been hearing about it but the main reason uh, I didn't, I say I didn't watch it. It's not because of the people I uh, listen to or I'm subscribed to on YouTube. It's simply because it came out on Disney Plus. I want to come out on Disney Plus, like the 30th? Yesterday. 
yesterday, yesterday or so Friday. Out, yeah. Uh, so it came out like the, if not the first, if not the second. I can't, my Disney Plus subscription ran out on the 27th. And they upped the annual price from $79 to close to $160. Mm-hmm. That's fuck you. That's a fuck you price. Yeah. Flat out. Even if I was making $500 a week, that's still fuck you price. I'm not paying, that's double the price that I was paying last year. Fuck you, fuck no. That's, I'm not telling Sasha fuck you, I'm telling Disney go yeah. fuck yourself. I think everybody's because, been telling Disney that lately. And I know a lot of people are going like, oh, that mean, it probably means you're far right, you're, you know, you're this, that, and the other thing. You know what? Fuck you too. Fuck you too. Because <laughs> if you're willing to pay double the price on a yearly basis, the only reason why I wanted to pay yearly because it was cheaper than paying eight bucks a month mm-hmm. monthly. And it was, you know, that way I didn't have to worry about paying it every month. Now that they dealt, in essence, double the price or almost double the price. Hell no. What? You know, not to mention for the most part, I haven't really been watching Disney plus that much. So why? And it's, the only thing I was really enthused about or watched in completion was both Ahsoka and season two of Loki. The the Tim Allen Santa Claus TV show didn't really catch me the first season, so why should I watch it the second season? And the Marvel stuff doesn't catch me that much other than Loki did. Yeah. Or I say the Star Wars stuff, other than Ahsoka and Loki, and maybe uh, Mandalorian, Bad Batch. Mandalorian, Bad Batch. But that's you know, it's like right now with a lot of the streaming services, it's either uh, canceled, not canceled, revamp. Uh, five years from now, ten years from now, two years from now, especially with the strike that just happened, I'm not paying. If it was still eighty bucks a year. $160 to wait for the next season of whatever. No. I, I might as well just say, you know what? Get rid of it. Fine. Dandy. That's it. Uh, for for those of you out there, and this goes to S- Sasha as well, that let me bum their streaming service off, off them. Thank you. Thank. I don't mean that. It came out sarcastically, but thank you. Um, but it's a benefit and it's like for someone like Sasha, that's letting me watch their uh, shutter account. When I feel like watching a horror movie, she's already paying for that. She's a, Sasha's a horror fan and therefore, and it's only like six bucks a month. Yeah. And it's not, you know, for her and right now they're allowing password sharing. Granted, for my console, I might have to re-enter in the, her login information and all that, which is easily already saved on during, through our chat logs. Yeah. You know, I could just easily find it and put, put it back in and watch. And I could watch, you know, the current season of Creep Show or whatever's going on if I so choose. Uh, on my PS4, I have my buddy's uh, Peacock. Yeah. Uh, that's the other that. one I pay for is Peacock. I like that one. 
And so, if anything, I just hop on my PS4, uh, pray that my controller is working okay and wants to agree with me, and I'll watch something on Peacock. I have my buddies. Pick up pay um, for Shutter, Peacock, Paramount, because the new Frasier is actually pretty good. Um, I'm enjoying it, but I've always liked Cheers, Frasier, and right. the rest. Um, plus, you know, Paramount, um, which I just mentioned, but you get Beavis and Butthead, um, Peacock, you get all the sci-fi channels like um, Resident Alien, and of course, uh, Chucky is on there. Um, and I want to say I pay for HBO Max and Disney Plus, and those are the only five I pay for. And me and Al share accounts for everything else, so... Uh, I have through another buddy of mine. The only reason why it, it was kind of a mutual thing, but due to funds and I wasn't really, it was a combination of funds, me not watching, and them deciding to tell their subscribers. Uh, guess what? With pa uh, password sharing, even though we said we don't mind it, for those who do, go fuck yourself. Netflix. They were on my account for the longest time because they were financially strapped. I was paying the, you know, eight, ten dollars a month. And they had finally got internet. They were doing the streaming saying they wanted to save money. I'm like, hey, there you go. And now that that and to kind of pay me back with that, they don't let me uh, bum off their Paramount account. So if I want to watch something on Paramount. Peacock or you know Shutter, I'm I'm golden. And yeah, it's I'm not really worried about that. Not to mention with uh, Pluto TV, Tubi, and Freebie. Why, you know why? And not to mention uh, Sasha, you've seen my Voodoo account. You know how much yeah. shit is on that. What the and plus YouTube. What the why? Why do I need? Why do I need to pay anything? You know and. And then look uh, at all the problems right now that's going on with, like, streaming and physical media. Um, like that one movie that was on Netflix recently, I'm quite sure you've seen the uh, big hubbub over that, that uh, horror film Hush. It's not available in physical media, and it's gone from Netflix. You cannot get it anywhere else. I think it I has been erased from existence. <laughs> that's the thing. That, you yeah. um. I know this is pre-show. Lewis, I was watching Lewis Rosman earlier today. For those of you who don't know who Lewis Rosman is, he's primarily known for uh, the whole aspect of not open source, but uh, the right to repair. And he's done a lot of videos. He's gotten big, not just because of that, but big for like showing how to do macbook repair he he had a successful shop in new york city doing macbook repair file recovery and all that and he he stated how he understands piracy he said he stated one thing's for sure he said i'm one if it if i'm able to pay for it honestly and respectfully and get the what i pay for then yes, I will pay for that. And he said, case in point, Netflix, I have the money to get the highest tier. But if you go into 
when he uh, started watching a few things on his computer, he found out the quality was crappy. It's like, wait a minute, I'm paying for the 4K service. And when he looked into the data and why, it turns out you need uh, this high-end cord, this type of monitor, this CPU, this graphics card, or else you're screwed. You're also going to get 720. And it's like, mm. why? I, I'm being robbed of that when I could go to uh, a usernet or the equivalent and get high-quality stuff or buy a physical media and get the high-quality stuff. Why am I paying you $15, $20, $30 a month for high-quality and not getting that? You're, you're making me want to do something illegal. And he said, not to mention, when you look at um, what PlayStation did, Sony did, they removed a whole mess of stuff from their, like uh, for the Xbox size, they, they have um, the their video service that you could buy. It's similar to Voodoo, that you could rent movies, buy TV shows, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and PlayStation has, Sony has that service for their consoles. Sasha back me up on this. Yes. She's a, she's a and what they did was, okay, guess what, ladies and gentlemen, if you bought these particular movies, guess what? We're removing them from your library. Well, what we makes it even more interesting is, is like before when I had bought movies from PlayStation Store, I could download them to my console, meaning I'd have an actual physical copy of the movie on the console be it the vita or the ps4 or whatever system and that was great where i could stream it through the playstation video app well now they don't even allow downloading of the movies you have to stream it and to me it's like well that sucks what if i want to watch it and the network's down if it's on my console i can watch it because i've got like a backup hard drive attached and it's it, it's comical, like the way that some of these companies think. And it's just like, guys, seriously, you know, like physical media matters and even digital media that I can download and store on a physical device because there are going to be times that I can't connect to your server. You know, there are going to be times when heaven forbid we get another blizzard. We've been overdue for one for quite a while, um, you know, knocks out all the you know, the, the internet lines and everything else. I mean, if I don't have it backed up somewhere, I'm not going to watch it. You know what I mean? Right. And the thing is, oh, this is all, I agree with you with that too, because what if you're not, your internet's down, you're, or you're not subscribed to the, the plus or the ultimate version of that account. Um, like both, I don't. I think you said you're not connected. You're not. Even though both of us are uh, PSN subscribers, we're not paying the ten bucks a month for their plus service. Right. Like right now, my my ultimate uh, PlayStation Ultimate subscription ran out um, last month because things are tight. I'm waiting until next week to get like a at least the core membership card. So I can have at least the year and have multiplayer and that whole aspect so I can do what I want to do. And this, let me hit folks at home, either listening or watching. Um, stay tuned to my YouTube channel 
and uh, my podcast show because once everything is up and running on my end, I'm going to see if I could uh, get $15 together and give that to Zoom so we could have a special interview with another YouTuber who uh, is a very vocal Borderlands YouTuber, and hopefully I we could talk about the upcoming rumors, the issues Gearbox is having, and how things might not be going well for Gearbox and Borderlands in the future, and how, and one of the problems I could bring up is the fact that, hey, a lot of the services that Borderlands, some games do, is like, hey, here's a complete game. Some of the things that you can do in the game are walled off unless you have a plus or an ultimate subscription. Exactly. And that's pretty much unfair. One th- player versus player is one thing, or co-op is with friends online across the country is one thing. Having a section of the game, and Borderlands is a good example of that, there are certain sections of the game, like the trials, that though you could play single player, they're walled off due to multi it's considered multiplayer. And if you don't not subscribe to PlayStation Plus or Xbox Live 4 or Ultimate, you can't play. Or there's sections like uh, arms race that you it's extremely difficult playing single player. You need friends to play. And it forces you to do that, and which is kind of unfair game-wise. And we can talk about between me and him. Hopefully, if he agrees to be on a smaller podcaster, uh, podcast YouTube, I'd be happy to have him on. Uh, morning after kill, if you're watching, listening, uh, please. Uh, I'll get back to you soon. I mentioned we spoke briefly. Um, he seemed open to it, but I'm keeping my hopes alive but i don't guarantee it so but still a lot of times me and sasha are on the same page yeah we're on the same page i'm just so distracted no problem (laughs) playing with your toys let's why you need to transform (laughs) and because both me i'm going to be closer to sasha's side on this and because i don't know even though i don't know her views on the Borderlands movie that's coming out next year. I don't have high hopes for it. No, I the don't. Reason is I, uh, I, Sasha has her own reasons for it, uh, but my reason is... Kevin Hart is rolling. That, that's all I've got to say. I agree with you on that, but different reasons. No, they're and, probably the same reasons, too, but, you know, but regardless... It, it, I think Terry Crews would have been a Better Roland than Kevin Hart. Yes, any day of the week. Terry Crews, or if at best, or at worst, depending on how you want to look at it, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I, I, I'm I'm reticent because it's been delayed so often, but I'm also intrigued because. Eli Roth has got all that attention again now, thanks to uh, Thanksgiving. Because he had just dropped Thanksgiving recently. You know, his movie based on his faux trailer. So, I mean, 
if, uh, my, there, my there, there's... I, ha- I haven't seen it. I know hair of a fucking trail of football Alliance movie. So no, there's been teasers and things of that nature, but that I, I haven't seen a teaser. I only heard like, "Hey, we're working on this. We're working on that." But from what I've been hearing, there's been reshoots, uh, rewrites, reshoots, more rewrites, and re. It's all not good, man. It's all not good. I'm gonna tell you that now. Are you hung? Looks like you're hung. Yeah, you hung. Shit. We are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We'll return to our program shortly. 346 minutes later. Mm. So, sorry for that. Uh, technical difficulties on my end. Uh, my new laptop is having a old, old laptop issue, and that's uh, the ports on the USB ports on the system are deciding to tell me, go fuck yourself. And this is why we have a uh, a tip jar, a Patreon, and everything else. I don't have funds. I don't have $600 for a brand new computer. And this one I had for not even six months, and it's starting to go for shit. Hmm. And so if you're willing to help out, tip jar, uh, I'm sure Sasha will have a... Um, my link tree, everything's connected there. If you want to help out, uh, every little bit ha- matters and is a help. Uh, hopefully, if things do come in and uh, it will go to equipment, I will do. If you want me to do an unboxing, I will do an unboxing receipt. I will give receipts in regards to what has come in, how much, and what it's going to. And it's one of those things, if I have to put it everything in a savings account until that one big amount comes in or everything totals up to that one big amount so I can go to Walmart or Best Buy to get that device, that's what I'll do. Because how it's how GoFundMe set up. And for a lot of you, it's like, why don't you use Cash App? Why don't you use this, that, and that, this? Why are you using GoFundMe? Um. GoFundMe, yes, GoFundMe has its own fees, but there are less hackers and scammers with GoFundMe than, yes, there are scammers with GoFundMe, but it's with the folks that are doing the funding, putting out the funding, uh, but it's a lot of times it's the aspect of, hey, we will give you X amount of money and only it's like, hey, send it. And they have access to your bank account or they immediately pull it. Meaning like, hey, we'll give you $1,000. They give you that $1,000. And as soon as they drop it out of, um, drop it into your account on Cash App, you deposit it in your account. As soon as that happens, they pull it or do a uh, a reversal or whatever. And it all of a sudden, you're, you don't have that money anymore. And you're on the hook for that thousand dollars or whatever it is that they sent you. GoFundMe does that. They hold on to it for maybe about a week to see if anything the person pulls it or what have you. So I'd rather do something a little bit more secure. Um, if you are if you're someone that knows me or Sasha and you don't like GoFundMe, um, that's a different story. Uh, if you're uh, someone who actually knows me and Sasha. 
Sasha could probably verify for that person if they they know Sasha more than me. Or if you watch this program and you know both of us, please speak to both of us because that's the only time I will download a something along the lines of a Venmo or a Cash app and use that because outside of people I really know and trust, I will not use Cash app or Venmo at all. Yep. And don't forget, you can also help support Chris through Dubby as well. You know, snort Dubby. Yeah. Free base. Uh, it's going to take, uh, because uh, companies like, or not knocking Dubby, that because companies like Dubby, it's only when we get to $50 worth of sale uh, commissions that they will pay out um, until such time since nobody has been touching our link and we haven't had any sales or anything like that. Um, we were still hawking them around that. And um, folks out there outside, but let me tell you this. As long as uh, me and Sasha have been teaming up, uh, it's been since, I'll say it's been about nine months yep. that we've been doing this. Um, we have not made a dime, literally um, made a dime, uh, technically. Uh, I had when I did the GoFundMe to go from the old system to the new because of battery issues. Uh, if I have to go that route and just kind of shake the old computer uh, to do that route, I will do that. But uh, I will. Uh, we only got. I'd say we only got a fifty dollar donation once for this new computer, and the rest was on me. And that was hard to do. And right now, things are a little bit tough, especially since I'm paying my boss back right now. And um, in regards to that, it, it, I know it sounds a little bit bad. I'm like, Rev, what do you mean you're paying your boss back? Well, my boss not only owns the establishment I am employed at, he's also a electrical contractor. And he helped me uh, fix my power box, make sure everything, at least electric, in regards to electrical in the house, is working properly. And he only charged me for the brand new box, which was $175. And once that's paid off, it's paid off. So, and it's only so a little bit. Make sure you go more. and throw axes with Chris and you tip well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so. We're going to start just going to conventions and dressing up like Eddie Murphy from the beginning of uh, Trading Places. Have the little, like, cart crystals around. And with the sign. Have, like, a Dan Noakes-type sign. Independent. Support your independent podcasters. (laughs) Tip well. I'm an independent podcaster. It's a miracle. Uh, let's see. Let's see if there. Once we go into the main show, what we can talk about. It's been a. Oh, we've got Furioso. Furioso. We kind of touched on. I can't even think of the name of the movie. I I, I can't even. It's Indiana Jones. Yeah. Something. Oh, yeah, when you shared that, I for a moment for us like this much of a moment, I thought it was like a trailer for the Borderlands movie. <laughs> for like this moment, I was like. Because if of how only George was. Miller made a Borderlands movie. I was like, is this the Borderlands show? And I was like, wait a minute, this looks more like Mad Max. And I had watched the whole thing. It was like, 
now I'm kind of intrigued if it's a prequel or sequel or what. It's prequel because you'll notice um, Immortan Joe is there. The the it was the mask that got me. Immortan Joe is there because he's going head to head with the guy that runs the races. He was played by Chris Hemsworth with this weird ass fake nose on. I, I want to know more about that. Because when uh, I heard Chris was in it, I was like, is he going to be a Morton Joe? Because that'd be kind of cool, but no. <laughs> and it's nice they're bringing in the race factor because I'm kind of like, yay, the desert races that were in the game from Mad Max the game was pretty epic. I didn't like them because they were the pain in the ass to qualify because you had to drop like 90% of your best gear off your vehicle so you could enter the races. The Furiosa yeah. dropped. Um, I'm trying to think what other big trailer dropped for summer of next year. Oh, Fallout trailer dropped. Yeah, it's already getting heat. I love it. It looks good. I just know uh, uh, the one uh, image that I saw of the trailer, I only recognize it because somebody did a, uh, it was either a Vine or a TikTok where the guys uh, interviewing like the one character with like no nose that you see in that image yeah it's the groggins guy uh and and someone just comes around and goes uh we gotta talk about the this problem i'll mark it on the map it was so to me it seems so all not so much so fallout so similar to the games that are like fallout and i was like okay that works but me not really being a fallout person number one number two uh me not having Amazon Prime, it's like, no, I'm not going to go to Amazon Prime to kind of buy it or watch it in any way, shape, or form, even though I did finally watch the first two seasons of The Boys. Okay. Um, and I'm now pissed that the remaining, I think it's up, The Boys is up to at least season five, and I can't watch the remaining seasons. Well, I can, but I don't want to pull up Amazon and get it that way. Yeah, it just looks it, it looks interesting, and knowing that Todd Howard is in full support of it, and the uh, the show is going to be considered canon with the universe, so I'm kind of digging that. And it's a new vault, you know. I'm excited at least. It, it, it hit all my heart, high marks. You got a goal. You got dog meat. There's power armor. There's Jaguar. There's gulpers, rad roaches. Only thing that's missing is Meyer lurks, and I'm quite sure if we have gulpers, we'll run into Meyer lurks. So. One, because uh, we're still technically in the pre-show. You don't know my uh, my nine to five got broken into. Yeah, got broken into. They it got broken into. Um, because it is a, uh, if you want to kind of keep things vague for the folks at home, it's part of the hospitality uh, sector, and you'd think they would have taken a lot of the uh, liquor or smashed the liquor bottles. They did not do that. Um, what they did smash was the Touchtoons touch uh, jukebox and took all the money that was in that. And to which I found out a brand new touch tunes machine cost forty thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. And 
they decided to, and the people that broke in, decided to kick open the two rage room doors. My first thought was, why? And like, why would they do that? Both doors are don't have locks on them, so they could just easily turn the knob and open them. But you kick the door open, breaking the door and the frame? Dumbass. For what? Nothing of value is inside but empty beer bottles and ceramic plates that you can buy at Walmart for 50 cents? Yeah. Like there's nothing of value, and you kicked open two doors so you could easily went, Oh, Gauji, going up. So they didn't take any liquor. They didn't take any liquor, they didn't smash any liquor bottles. They didn't take peck, they didn't even take kegs of beer. Jesus. The keg I was like, Yeah, that's a shocking thing to do. You know, they could have taken liquor, uh, they could have, uh, taken food, they could have taken the kegs of beer, they could have taken anything that could have been slightly of value either to them or other hand, but no, they smashed open a Touch Tunes uh, jukebox and took the, all the cash that was out of that and ran off. And there couldn't have been that much cash because most of those now are cashless. I mean, yeah, you can still put bills and stuff in it. It but was... Like- uh, to kind of uh, keep things uh, vague, it was around uh, around a grand that was mm-hmm. issue. They didn't touch the uh, coin pusher, nor did they touch the uh, claw machine that was there, because they didn't want to deal with change. And they took the stuff. Um, the uh, it was the uh, trip jar or the uh, tip things all tab things that you could buy for a dollar or five dollars. Oh, okay. I know what you're talking about. Uh, they took the stuff that was in, all the money that was in that for the grand prize. So stupid and it's like, yeah, I, I don't know if they were caught uh, from uh, what I was told. Alleged, I'll, I'll say this. Allegedly they hit before they hit up the place I work at, they hit up again, allegedly like two or three other places in town prior. So we weren't the only ones. I think the cops might be still on the lookout for them because uh, we have them on camera. I'm sure the other places that they allegedly broke into also have those folks on camera. Yeah, so. probably. And I was about to say, I'm like, I've been to your workplace and there, there's cameras. And one of the things that uh, happened, uh, I didn't know about it until yesterday when I wandered in, and that is the fact that I went home uh, Friday night at about, I left the place maybe about 10, 15. That means I got, I clocked out at 10. Everything was clean, ready to go for whomever came in the morning. I come in about maybe about two o'clock, three o'clock yesterday afternoon. My boss is there setting up for, there was a big party yesterday that um, that was at the establishment. Uh, and she calls me like, uh, you cleaned the uh, 
the rage room last night, right? And I said, yeah. And she asked me, I was like, did anybody go in that rage room after you cleaned it? I went, as far as I know, no. I, it was still clean when I left at 10. And she was like, okay, I'll, now I know when to check the cameras. Pretty much what somebody did was they came in and took like one of the bats and just shoved everything off the table and broke the whole stuff on it. Mm. And the folks beyond the bar denying everything. Like, you know, we didn't sell anything. We didn't sell a rage room after Chris left. So, and she's like, all right, I'll find out who it is. And if I know the person, they get charged 40 bucks. Because you, I was like, I cleaned it when I left. And it's not like how I set it up, something tipped over or was not set up properly that when I closed the door, it fell over and knocked everything else over and broke some stuff. This was done on purpose. Yep. She's like, I know. Ooh, oh, we could, because we haven't talked. It's been a while since we've talked drama. Oh, we could. We can talk that it's drama on my end, but um, we could still talk about it because I find it funny. And it'll lead it, folks at home, it'll lead into uh, when I finally get the items, it'll lead into the uh, YouTube uh, video I tend to put out. Probably the rate, the way things are going, probably it'll be one of the first videos I do in 2024. Um, but uh, it's oh, it is as of this recording. Uh, well, we can talk about that once things get started. But first, I have to do research in regards to our usual topic. Uh, Good old Florida. Yep. We'll go with the one that we found out last week. Uh, that this not the one that we mentioned, but uh, or went into, uh, but the one we found after. Ah. We'll go with that one uh, because it's already found. I have it pulled up. Good. <laughs> Saves me time, effort, and money. And aggravation. I just gotta Folks at home, you're gonna hear some rustling on the on the mic, so you're going to have some ASMR of me reaching for the mask. Because I've got to get it. And Saucer's not in the dark. Not there she she turned off the light. Well, I wanted to see if I could find my root beer, not knowing I've already drank and said root beer. And so now I had to go stab. The shrink wrapped coke to get a coke, but no, like this has been a restful weekend for me. I know for a while you were you said you were like on the verge of talking like Fran Drescher. Um, I had like a really gravelly truck voice, but it was very squeaky every so often. So. Imagine like one of them deep, thick Batman voices, and then all of a sudden you get the occasional squeak. Yeah, it, it starts intimidating, and it's <laughs> no. So on the verge of Fran Drescher. But, uh, but yeah. So I, I, I'm at least eighty five percent better. But no, initially I was supposed to go over to a friend and. I uh, helped them out, but things went sideways on that. And I'm like, well, fuck it. I'm just going to stay in and sleep this weekend. I didn't really feel like butchering deer. Yes, I've gone kind of native lately. Um, but they needed help with a 
pulley system for like one of those uh, deer hanging racks. I'm like, well, I can, you know, if you want, you can me come over and I'll help you out with it. And I said, uh, cause he also was having trouble with, uh, with like those seals on the bottom of your doors that don't seal upright when you close. So of course he's getting drafts everywhere. And with it being winter, I was like, well, dude, I can help you with that too while I'm over. And he's like, well, hell, you know, but Something went sideways with that, and I didn't wind up doing that yesterday, so I was like, fuck it, I'm sleeping in, you know? And I think that helped out a little bit. I still don't sound 100%, and it's better than the medication that they've given me, because they popped me on a steroid for a while to clear this out of my system, and then they gave me benzenate for the cough. I'm like, oh, so you're going to give me steroids and amphetamines to fix me? That sounds like a great idea. Well, we're trying to be conscious of your heart. And I'm like, yet again, steroids and amphetamines are not being conscious of my heart. <laughs> In fact, it's quite the opposite. For us, um, for Sasha and I, I would probably, if it, we were recording personal, I would have still shared this with you. Uh, for November, uh, United States still ranked for number one, South Africa was our number two country. Uh, Australia was number three. The UK was number four. And Belgium was number five. The land of great beer was number five. And yeah, Belgian beer is all right. Uh, I enjoy Belgian beer. You like it weedy then? I just like the high alcohol content. Yeah, but they like to brew a lot of stuff with wheat, so it's more of a bready texture to it as well. And uh, further in regards to the United States, uh, our top state was Florida. With Maryland number two, uh, Virginia number three, Pennsylvania number four, and Minnesota number five. (laughs) I think it's because Fargo came up, I think, at some point during the last episode. Trying to remember, I think. And uh, top, tops, uh, all for a tie with number one listen, just a single listen was Arizona, Colorado, Kansas, Tennessee, and Texas. And Cal- California oddly had two was tied for New York. New Californians and New Yorkers are weirdos. Not Tennessee. I, I got my red one, so you're good. <laughs> and for those who listen to listen from Ohio uh, if you are I don't know who you are and just in case it's that one person bah, 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 may the goats be with you so, <laughs> and I, only Sasha would know that so and I'm not that evil I'm not that chaotic evil I don't think Sasha's that chaotic no both of us tend to lean towards Wahoo sometimes. Or I should say, neither, neither me or Sasha are evil, evil. Chaotic evil at best. A Machiavellian, yes. And we Is do like our, our fire victories just a little bit too much. I prefer either Waffle evil or chaotic evil. Waffle evil? Waffle. Waffle. A waffle? Wa- waffle. L-A-W. Wait, so like the, the evil side has waffles? I might sign up. 
<laughs> we have waffles. We Ooh. have waffles. <laughs> we have waffles. <laughs> chicken and waffles is the best thing ever. Yes. It's got to be good fried chicken. Got to have that nice tender cut from like the thigh. Yes, I said it, the thigh. And like a good fry on it. And maple syrup. Always pay that extra dollar for the maple syrup. Don't get that cheap sugar, watered-down bullshit that, that tastes like tree sap. No, no, no. Get real maple syrup. That's one of the things I, I missed out. I did only once when Blue White was open. I missed out on their chicken waffles one day, and they just they didn't have it back again. So I went, fuck it. I'm making my own. I ordered uh, chicken tenders, and I ordered... Uh, Two waffles from them, and I just went, you know, do you want maple syrup? I went, yes, I want maple syrup. And they're like, what are you doing? Watch this. Chicken, waffle. Yep, that's the best way. That is the best way. You know what I was thinking about the other day? And it's going to mess with your head. I don't know if you ever had this back in school when you were a kid or not. But they used to have these things, and I guess they were made out of pork, but they were called pork fingers. And they were like breaded and deep fried. And like, I had a serious craving for those the other night. And I'm like, I want pork fingers. I can't find them anywhere. Uh, I never had that. Never. But yeah, you know, you know how like you make a chicken nugget or something similar to that, but with like pork, but done like in a tender style. That was always a little spicy. I was bruising, uh, the Martins, one of the Martins near me, and they had a, uh, it's like a pizza roll, but it's from uh, White Castle. Okay. I'm like, this Friday, I'm getting that, I'm getting one of those bags, just to try, you know, top it. Tossing the uh, pizza oven, uh, the, not the pizza oven, the uh, toaster oven, toast up. You know they have try chicken sandwiches now, and fish sandwiches at White, White Castle? I, I've, it's been years since I've been to White Castle. No, oh, they're good. They're worth it. And it's been going on 20 years since I've been to a Carvel. You know, they sell Carvel products at BJ's. So if you're craving Fudgy the Whale that badly, they have Fudgy the Whale. No, 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 no. Uh, I, let me put it like this. A Carvel shake will hit different than a Dairy Queen shake. I don't oh, know yeah. what you said. Fuck you. A tasty freeze shake will kick better than both of them. You ever been to a tasty freeze? No. Those are good. (laughs) And and the thing is, uh, the last time I went to, uh, I hit up a uh, Carvel was when I went to see my uncle back in, it was like 04 or 05. So, and I I drove out to, uh, it's when I had a car and I drove out to see him in New York. And those who don't know, Carvel is similar to Dairy Queen, but it's a northeastern uh, type thing. Uh, it's similar to Dairy Queen, but it's, again, northeastern, like New York, New Jersey, maybe Connecticut, and Massachusetts. And I'm traveling up the uh, New Jersey Turnpike to, you know, make that crossover into uh uh, Manhattan and Long Island, 
and they have like most turnpikes they have the uh rest stops with the like the burger king and the couple of shops and you know fast food places inside and they had a caravel i walk in and went you know it, i can usual greeting how can it like shake would you shut up shake now and they give me a look like motherfucker it's been over 20 years since i had a carvel shake get me a shake make your chocolate make it a large now sh and shut up and take my money <laughs> now now money take it now i would kill kill for another flamers hamburger it has been forever since i've had flamers enough from the peanut gallery on that terminology that was the name of the restaurant and it was funny because, like, the one guy who ran it up here in Chambersburg, um, he part of the community. And so it was just funny. He was operating a place called Flamers, being one himself. <laughs> but best flame grilled, because they literally flame grilled the hamburger right in front of you and like, there was nothing better. Like a double hamburger from there and their fresh cut fries. Uh, Five guys ain't got uh, shit. If, cancel me if you want. Was he at one of Because you brought it up. Was he the best way I can describe it? So again, I apologize flat out to you and the community. Was he along the lines of early Elton John or I never knew? Um, How can I put it best? And you have to understand that, like... Or I should say, is, was he more along the lines of, like, Liberace? No. He, could you, no. like, tell... He was... Because he also ran the movie theater in Chambersburg. And he was one of those ones who could talk to you about art, architecture, painting, history, always wore suit and tie, smart as a whip polite kind generous to everybody and if you weren't on the no you had no idea he was kind of like an american version of roddy mcdowell good example i think roddy was in yes part roddy of was uh, a lot of people didn't realize that in fact the entire cast of fright night was gay and but the reason why I try to turn turn like that because there are some folks in the community that are very stereotypical. In a way. That's what was funny though, because the other guy he worked with were, was of the community, completely the opposite. So it was kind of like and, and, and that's the odd couple. Use, like, was he like early Elton John and Liberace, or was he like? I hey, I never nothing wrong with that, but I never got that wind from you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, his his partner was the one that was a little flamboyant, but still, it was <laughs> very interesting. It was like watching a Robin Williams and Nathan Lane movie. Are we talking like Birdcage? Yes, we're talking Bird. Yeah, okay. Yes, except they were running the burger joint. But there was one even at the Valley Mall, too, for a while. Um, and I want to say the Prime Outlets in Hagerstown had one. And, oh, they were so good. Like, they had, God damn it, I've got to say this. Flamers had the best pickles. 
<laughs> you said it. Oh, I feel bad for laughing, but hell no, I don't. <laughs> but they did. Like, seriously, I would go up there because they had, like, you know, they were crinkle cut and, like, you know, like your regular hamburger dill style jobs. And, oh, they, they had the right amount of salt and tart to them. I don't know how to describe it. Like, I'd be ordering a hamburger. I want one of the big giant cups of pickles, please. But, yeah. That's what I miss. I think one of the good things was, uh, was, it, was it last night? No, it was uh, Friday night. I got a chance, got a chance to see uh, my... He's still a co-host, but he hasn't co-hosted the show in a while. And he's my buddy. You know, Big Candy. I'm sure you... Uh, I know you probably disagree with him and all that, but no, no, no. Um, we, we talk. Yeah. Um. His his missus was doing a uh, uh, new age event in at the Holiday Inn up by me, and he had nothing to do. She was taking care of business, and, you know, having fun at her event. And he was like, "We just texted him. He's like, what are you doing?" I'm like, eh, "Not much. I'm just keeping an eye on a couple of folks tossing axes." He's like, uh, like, so you know, I'm not doing much. And he's like, it just led to like, dude, just wander in. You don't need, you're not, in essence, you're not Faye. You don't need my permission to wander in. Come on, wander in. And we got caught up for a little while. And it was good seeing him for a few minutes. He had to go pick up his missus and break down, you know, and all that and see it, see his, uh, one of his family. So. It was good, and uh, I got a chance to tell him, like, one of the things I wanted to bring up to you, and if not you, if you or the missus, is that uh, there's a TikToker, so I think it's uh, Lulu or Juju or something like that, and I, as soon as I showed him, like, one of the clips I shared to Facebook, he's like, yeah, I know, it, it is so us. <laughs> the, the vibe between those two when they put out skits is their vibe. Is their vibe how they come off sometimes? Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't mean it. He's like, yeah, don't. No, it is. It is. And special shout out for those two creators. They're funny as hell. Oh, yeah. Oh, either yeah. way. Oh, um, one of these uh, nights, we'll need to sort something out so we can get Charles on. That one comic oh. uh, artist and writer I told you about. Was it oh. the one Comic Con? Yeah. So I'm not sure when or how you want to do that, but we can do that at some point. And what can you do with this arrow? It's I have to move the cur that, that little arrow cursor because it's like right on your nose on the screen. It was just annoying. Hey, does the white light work or should I go with yellow? Hold on. I don't know. I kind of looks worse. How about this? Go with the white. Yeah, the whites. There we go. Yeah, I like the white. The white's better. Uh, the yellow makes you makes it look seem more natural. Well, that and the yellow does that weird wavy effect on my side. I don't know if it comes through on your side or not, but I can see it. Uh, the blue green just looks like I'm waiting to be in a giallo or something. Or at least a really weird cut of some uh, creep show movie with the sudden shock panel, <laughs> green color, comic designs in the background. 
I want my cake. Now, now thinking of that that TikTok I just saw, it was like a, a repost from something like a few years ago. Uh, pretty much, it was like a clip taken from this person's stream, and it's like, is that a certain model of a uh, the the chat was read out to her? It's like, was is that a certain model of a certain TV? And she's like, yeah, it's it's better than my game monitor and so forth and so on. And next thing was like. Hey Google, turn on TV, and it being probably Google connected, it turned on, and there was hentai playing. <laughs> she was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> we know what she was doing. It was like, uh, and all this is this anime going character, anime female character. Oh yeah, <laughs> and she's like, went red and went, "Oh my god!" Oh god, I want that sound clip of of. of... The female Megatron. That was hilarious. Uh, I don't know if you ever watch... Um, oh, I can't think of his name. But he's a, a Transformers YouTuber. And he got David uh, K on one of his episodes to do like uh, the Megatron that he got. The the Transformers Rex one. Because that was the one that David K did the voice for. And obviously it didn't release stateside. It's like a masterpiece, Japan only. And so it only says all these Japanese phrases... And then one of the phrases, it sounds like an anime girl. And it was so funny because David Kay is doing the Megatron voice like, what the slag? Was I just an anime girl? <laughs> but yes, it is the most hilarious bit of dialogue to hear coming out of a Tyrannosaurus Rex that's also a Megatron Transformer. <laughs> mm. Folks, uh, another little side bit, folks. Uh, I did get a better cord for my actual on-ear uh, headphones. But the thing is, when I tried it last week with uh, my D&D group, the cord still is a piece of shit in regards to connecting on with the computer or uh, that route. So... Yeah, that's why I'm not using it. I'm using the Bluetooth speakers. So one of these days, I'll also get a better cord so I can listen to Sasha better with something on here. And uh, because we have, it's been almost an hour that we've been speaking. If you, I don't know if Sasha can hear it, but we do have a heater, like a desktop uh, heater like thing going on, so I can keep warm in here. So good chance you're not going to hear it too much unless. I'll stick this mic. Yeah, that one gets real loud. But for the most part, you're not going to really hear it. Yeah, and with a lot of the filters on um, Zoom, you can get rid of background noise. I wonder if this is it. I actually have to get a Dremel or some sort of tough uh, scissors, cracking scissors. Because it's starting to get a little tight around here on the mask. Nope, that's not it. Whenever you're ready, then, sir. Yeah, we got to cut the bottom of that out at some point. Yeah. So you just have this big old beard coming out. <laughs> At least dye it blood red. We'll braid it at some point, and then that way you can have, like, two little braids hanging down. <laughs> then put all, like, big giant, like, Fu Manchu eyelashes on, or eyebrows on the top. 
give him a mustache so you can sling if, it back. If I actually, if I actually had the patience, I would have the handlebar mustache so I could be evil and thoughtful. Well, well, well you know what I mean from like um, Kill Bill, like where, where she's yeah. with her master and he whips his mustache and beard back. Yeah, he, I'll say this: he was an awesome character. <laughs> I know it's like right here. Uh, that that person who, uh, that played that master was like he. The actor played like not just the master; he played one other character, and he was also the stunt coordinator. I think it was like all the same person. Oh so, wow! Was he also the samurai uh, sword guy? Yeah, he was like one of the samurai sword. No, the guy who made the samurai swords with yeah. the sushi restaurant. Okay. I wasn't I sure if it was like the he, same guy or not. He, uh, the master, the guy that played the ma- uh, uh, Beatrix, uh, master, uh, and also played another character, and he was also like the stunt coordinator for all mm. the fight scenes. So it, it was very intriguing and it was very well used of someone who actually knows something like hey you want to be a part of this so i'll have to watch that again i want to see if there's any feet in that just to see if you know we can go through with that whole theory of tarantino and feet i love that because a fan ran into him on tiktok a while back got him to sign her feet i am not done <laughs> would you sign my feet yeah I, sure. I did a um a duet on my TikTok. Um, I didn't get uh, it. Got yeah, for me, it got decent amount of views. But um, you know, the creator of uh, I forgot the name of the show, but he, uh, he's the guy that voices the like the evil scientist for uh, uh, Perry the Platypus and all that. He's got he voices that. He's also the creator. Um, and but the video is that this couple at a like a target or something like that and they see this stuffed animal and it's like and all of a sudden the person puts a hat on it and like oh i know the perfect thing for this because and i'm looking on his that creator's feed like no he didn't he didn't do something on this so did the duet but is that a platypus perry the platypus and tried to mimic him the best I could. And I know somebody who watched the uh, my TikTok tagged him in the comments, but I don't think because it's not that big viral. And not to mention yeah. he's going through he's going through uh, a lot of personal personal stuff right now. So and he doesn't really react to a lot of stuff anyway. So I'm not really like. If he did, I would have been like, oh, my God, look, like what you and I would do as a big creator actually react to someone, especially somebody famous. I've been like, I have Larry Bundy commenting on my shit all the time. And do you see me go nuts about it? He's just another dude. I know. You're a dude. He's a dude. Everybody's dudes. It's good. (laughs) You can my trap shut on that one. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) And the thing is, if I. If I did mention it, I'd be like, all of a sudden it'd be Sasha like, I'll be right back. And all of a sudden, she'd have like a blunt object point, walks away, and all of a sudden I hear, oh shit. 
How did she get here that quick? That's possible. <laughs> like I have a few questions of my own, damn it. Got your head on straight. Lion face. Lemon face. Lemon face. Lion face. What's better is your face is expressionless when you're doing that, that's all. <laughs> all straight face. I don't look like you're Italian. Like all right. All right. Ah, Lumser, I'm bored. What plaything do you have to offer me today? Ah, something out of the SK system. From one of our favorite pots. And that it comes from a good old place known as Florida. The American Florida. Australia. Yes. And by the way, we have to beat up our minions. They keep spelling it as P H O R D I A. So. Florida. Florida. And the story it takes place in. Pulling it up now. I'm waiting for a day that we get oh, something from Nolans, just 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 so I, I we we can have the whole debate on New Orleans or Nolans, Nolans. If you're from there, Nolans. Uh, basically, it is Osceola County, Florida, or from Saint Nessens from Saint Cloud, uh, and I like the article's wording from this. Because it states that uh, a man from St. Clown has found himself in hot water after officers discovered he was keeping five alligators in a bathtub at his home. According to the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission. I thought we brought that up last time, didn't we? No, the, the, last, the last one that we brought up was not this. It was... All right, we touched uh, on it. We touched on it. Uh, we thought uh, I brought up that we, this would be a good thing to bring up the next time we spoke, which is today, uh, December the third, and two days away from Krampus Nicked. Yeah, we missed Wolf and Newt. Uh, Krampus Nicked. No, Wolf and Newt was uh, created by I think a eight-year-old. Yes. But Krampus yeah, looked so much better. You get to go out, you get to celebrate and threaten children. How often do you get to do that? Wear horns, pretend you're a demon, and threaten kids. <laughs> How is this not an American staple yet? <laughs> With bags of sticks. How the, how the how, We'll get to the article in a moment, because both of us uh, are suffering from show HAD. How is it Wolf and Newton? not an American staple yet, because all you do is celebrating the love of good old doggos. Wouldn't it be the love of wolves, though? I mean... And technically, it's wolf. Uh, the premise it was for Wolf and Newt is that uh, since everybody loves dogs, therefore... Uh, Unless you're Korean, then you really love dogs. Therefore, uh, the aspect <laughs> of the symbol of a wolf and newt is a wolf, and a wolf brings you um, gifts. If you are, if you've really been kind to dogs, the 
or really have a dog or really um, love dogs, have a dog and been really kind to dogs, the wolf will bring you really good gifts. And if you haven't, pissy gifts, like crappy gifts. And during Wolf and Newt, you eat like steak and meat and have fun and celebrate and really love and give a dog a hug. And the Yule Cat and people need to celebrate that more and what what's that Irish one with like the or is it Swedish with the, the little horse headed skull thing that comes around and you gotta like sing at it or it has to drink all the beer in your house? Yeah, that's that's like all the like Norse and Norwegian, like Swiss and uh Scandinavia area type ordeals. Yeah, but like can you imagine like this horse headed things appears on your porch and you've got to like have like this battle of the wits with it. And if you lose, it gets to come into your house and drink all your beer. That reminds me it. Now I have a movie in mind for our later segment for underrated movies that people should actually watch. So, but back to the first bit in hand, uh, pretty much, uh, Normally, I don't say the person's name uh, in regards to uh, citing these articles, but um, this is too much of a classic to uh, bring, not to bring up. The gentleman's name is Robert Robertson. Ah. Yeah, yeah it's like you have to. So Bob Bob's uh, son. Right. <laughs> Pretty much he was a, uh, cited for possession of wildlife without a class two permit. Uh, the officers found the gators in his home. Basically, if you're not, somebody, they were size. They were just little babies. Yeah, they, these were little babies. These weren't, you know. Because as Chris and I previously discussed, full-size gators would have been a hell of a lot more funny. <laughs> right. Wildlife shows were... up, the door just opens, and all these gators come, screw this, I'm out. <laughs> I was like, you have to understand, this was, again, uh, Five alligators in a bathtub, and alligators could get pretty damn big. So five in a bathtub would have been comical and very interesting. But for the most part, uh, didn't have a class two permit. It was just, I guess, it issued a ticket. Um, they somebody. The only reason why the cops came is that somebody received an anonymous tip. Uh, in regards to somebody keeping juvenile alligators in their bathtub, snitch. <laughs> like I said, the story would be a hell of a lot better if they snitched that they were baby alligators and then they arrive, it's full size. If, I'll say this. If this was New Orleans, no one would have bat an eye. No one. No one. Good chance no one would have bat an eye that someone is keeping alligators, whether infant or juvenile or Full size in their bathtub. No one. Right. And no and Nolans, you can go down there and you can you can kill them if they're over ten feet in length. That's where you That's get all the nice. gator tail and everything else that served in restaurants and whatnot. If you've well, never had it, it's of, okay, but it's gotta be properly prepared, in my opinion. Uh it's like it's like probably eating shark. It has to be made the right way. Right. If it's so done if right, you, it's it's very good. It's, it's not. It's like pork meets fish. It's interesting. Uh, there's one. Uh, there's one I bring up shark is because I had shark twice. 
Shark's pretty yeah, good. I've had, uh, it is, but if it's not made right, it's rubbery. Yep. And first time I had it, it was made right, and it was very tasty, and it was like melt-in-your-mouth type good. And the second time I had it, it was just rubbery, so it wasn't made right. Was it, and like uh, sometimes it's just like technique, because it's like the same way right. with eggs, because you know how some people, when they make like scrambled eggs or regular eggs, like they come out rubbery? Well, nine times out of ten, that's because the dumbass is using a fork to beat them, and you don't want to do that. The fork causes bruising. And as a result, turns it rubbery. So you got to use like a spoon. Yes, I've also been watching cooking programs. I, I, I'm i definitely going to need a young priest and an old priest at some point. Calamari is the same way. Uh, yes. It, if it's not made right, it's it's going to be rubbery and not taste right. Again, it's one of those instances I had calamari twice the first time I had it. Oh, God, it was good. It was prepared very well, and I did not know I was eating. And yes, I had to ask, hey, what is? what am I eating? It's calamari. Oh, it's pretty good. Wait a minute. What's calamari? Oh, squid. Ah, okay. Explains all the rest of this. And I just kept eating. So, but either way, uh, but in Florida, somebody was a snitch. I guess it was a Karen neighbor that didn't realize, hey, we're in Florida. There's going to be gators in Florida. He, it's like the cops showed up. The and the it's like it said. Uh, officers visited the home mentioned in the tip. They were greeted by someone sitting out front on the porch. Uh, they contacted Robertson, who was confirmed as the owner of the house. And it's like, yeah, master of the house, keeper of the gators. <laughs> and it's like they just went in. They found. Um, they gave the. The guy gave uh, the cops permission to go in and look, and they found the five alligators in the bathtub. And they they double-checked, it says here from the article, they double-checked the other rooms in uh, the house to make sure he wasn't in possession of any more animals before grabbing the handful of gators. So my guess is, uh, it's like, wait a minute, it says here, officers caught up with uh, Robertson near his work to speak in person, to which... 38-year-old man revealed that he caught the alligators from a pond near his home. It remains unclear how long Robertson was in possession of these alligators. And he was issued a citation, uh, which he does have to show up to court. Uh, who knows where these guy, these gators uh, ended up, probably Gatorland or someplace similar nearby. That seems to be it. about it. I might want to... Uh, Next time around, I'll see if there's something near New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Usually right about February, shit gets lit in New Orleans. It gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're around there. But to kind of step on Sasha's uh, shoes for a moment, this is where we include the dramatic buzz. And whatever additional theme music we wish to add at this point. Woo! It's the MIB. 
that being said, or we just say fuck it and leave it as is. Right. Because we're lazy. You are. At least uh, on the audio side, I'm not so much lazy. No, you kick ass on the audio side. It's that video. Dude, video editing blows. I, I, I would do more with audio if I knew what to do with it. So. But either way, I'm the Reverend Godfather, a.k.a. the Martinsburg Madman. In essence, across from me, or in the my or other the, realm, the, the other realm, or the uh, person who controls the other side of things, or posts on the other side of things, is Sasha, the Princess of Darkness, the evil one herself. Indeed, so, indeed. And this is our joint Long Cope Mafia podcast, and podcast of darkness, respectively. Whatever you want to call us, it's just our bullshit right now. <laughs> right. Uh, because this um, November and December, roughly between Thanksgiving and the New Year, a lot of things uh, is a slow news story a lot of times. So we're going to try to find content and uh, hit the green patch at, uh, patches of grass where the horses normally stood and uh, cast a little bit of necromancy so we can bring up some topics and at least have something to discuss this as we gear down this year known as 2023. So, so do we want to start with Scream drama? Let's go with, um, let's start with Scream drama. Then we work into the possible correlation of, or I should say, tinfoil hat theory of or I should say a personal tinfoil hat theory, I have of why a certain company might not be at tax right now as of this reporting. How about then and how it kind of ties into the last episode that you and I uh spoke at or at least uh, something in regards to drama. You Ooh, spoke on so regards start to start so with let's the screen drama and go from there. Okay. All right. So, if y'all haven't heard, you know, they've already got the director lined up for Scream. Let me try to remember here. Seven. Um, but unfortunately, the two lead actresses have pretty much been told they're not going to be in it. Um, one got into some Twitter drama over everything that's going on in um, Palestine or, you know, that particular region of the country. And they wanted to try to misconstrue what Miss Barrera was saying is anti-Semitic, even though she made no statements to that stuff. She's like, no, I'm not being anti-Semitic. I'm just saying this is the situation. This is what's going on over here. We need to really stick with the people that are being oppressed and marginalized here. It has nothing to do with religion. But of course, the people that are now in charge of the Scream franchise is like, let's stay away. Um, now, Jenna Ortega has also dropped out. Now, the rumor going around that she dropped out due to the second season of Wednesday starting to film, but there's nothing on the docket for that yet, just yet. And a lot of people believe that she is standing in solidarity with Miss Barrera because she has a lot of the similar views and ideals that she holds. So she wants to not no longer be part of it. Um so now, of course, the studio is in charge of Scream. 
are scrambling, trying to get Nev back, Nev Campbell. Um, problem with that is, is she kind of got snubbed in the last movie because um, they didn't want to meet her demands for a salary raise. And I doubt that she's going to want to come back in the middle of this because I almost guarantee she's going to take Miss Pereira in Ortega's side. Um, and a lot of fans are actually on Miss Pereira and Miss Ortega's side in this whole argument. Like the fans are like, no Scream 7, sorry. We'll, we'll just say it Scream 6 was the last one and we're good. You know, because it did have a pretty simplified conclusion if you rewatch it. Um, but a lot of fans are standing beside of her. It's one of the reasons why Thanksgiving that had came out recently didn't make as much money as anticipated as a horror film because it too is produced by the same studio. Um, and a lot of horror fans are kind of like, no, sorry, we're, we can't support you as a studio if you're going to you know, do this to our franchise and treat people that aren't being problematic as problematic and get rid of them because you don't want any controversies with your movies. And it's like tough, you know, and it's a very interesting thing. Uh, let me put it like this. Uh, I think it stems, it's going to come up. I don't know how aligned it is with, you know, what you're coming across with your, with your end of the story. Um, but I'm going to say, look what happened with uh, Rachel Zegler and uh, the whole S Snow White aspect of things. Right. And the Disney controversy, because she kept coming out, despite the fact the original story, um, that the whole Disney's live action Snow White had controversy since day one and drama since day one. Meaning they, instead of um, using... Since the aspect of it was Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, they chose not to use any dwarfs because uh, one particular actor decided uh, he, he was he was the king of that community and he was chastised in regards to coming out and was like, this is a perfect role. Uh, us short people uh, would have loved to try it out for this movie. You decided... Now the whole aspect was offensive. You, this is your problem. You, this was whole drama in regards to that. Then Rachel Zegler came out and started to say how things were weird, how things were, you know, how the original movie was all problematic, and how you know, not to mention Disney, whether or not um, you want to see how uh, you thought, whether or not you saw Jet. Jenna um, Zegler was problematic in that role or not because the history of or story behind Snow White was because the reason why her name was that and the reason why she was initially was white is because her skin was supposed to be white as snow. No, uh, that's yeah. a uh, and because she was causing all these problems and all this, that, and the other thing, the folks that decided to give everything a one to punch and make fun of it all i think we covered a little bit about this uh in a previous episode was south park and decided to with all this drama around disney and uh snow white and what they're doing and you know how a lot of the uh folks a lot of people are thinking that um 
Disney is going woke and thus becoming broke, uh, South Park, the folks behind South Park is like, let's hit that nail in the coffin. Let's make fun of this. Let's, you know, tell a lot of folks, hey, this is what Disney's doing. We're going to make fun of it. Yes, we're going to bring up a little bit of both sides. and As they do. As they do. And Disney didn't like it, and it kind of hit Disney hard, not to mention the Daily Wire decided to come out and do their own Snow White story, and it's getting more... Whether you got folks out there like the Daily Wire, hate Daily Wire, uh, me personally, uh, I disagree with some of what Daily Wire says and does. Uh, all I could say, I'll put it like this. Do I respect what they do? Yes. Do I agree with what they do? Not really all the time. Um, they are, I will say, they are allowed to voice their opinions. Whether or not those opinions are correct or justified, that's a matter of opinion. Right. Uh, and I, I think but, with the Scream uh, thing, it's a, just a tad different because there is no negative reaction like from the fans. They're basically like, no, Miss Barrera put in thought and explained where she came from because she's, you know, Mexican from birth. You know, she came from Mexico, grew up down that way. She knows a little bit of the problems down that way and had lived a certain life. And that's why she doesn't like what's going on right now with the current Middle Eastern situation. And she didn't, how can I put it best? None of her comments, and she never deleted a Twitter thread because you can go back into her Twitter, you can go back into her social media. She hasn't deleted anything. She made no anti-Semitic comments. And it seems like if you choose one side in this debate or the other, they're going to label you one way or the other. And it's like, no, because that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that these are the problems and here's why. Um, and I think it's interesting because you can go through and read everything that she's posted and it's intriguing because it's the studio that's being reactionary. It's not the fans. It's the studio who's like, we need to pull this. That granite stream came from the Weinsteins, the whole Miramax era. So I get them kind of wanting to be a little careful, but at this point it's kind of stupid because they've already pissed off fans with the Nev situation now pissing them off with banning Barrera and Ortega dropping off and they're still going to make a movie and they're like oh we can just reboot or do our own thing and bring back in the original cast and it's like that's a little late now the thing is unlike uh, unlike what Disney's doing or has done uh, I personally I think what's going on in the Middle East in regards to uh, Jerusalem and that whole area is Palestine. So Palestine and Jerusalem is so complex and so detailed that it's hard to really take one side or another without getting into some sort of controversy. It's like you can try to be dead center uh, on that fence and you're still going to get flat from one side or another or all sides. So it... uh, the studio is probably like, well, if we support her, we're going to get so much slack from the other side. Uh, or if we take the other side, uh, we're going to get slack from the other side. And by them saying, you know what, 
we're, we're not going to do this or we're going to uh, drop these two actresses from the movie and do something different. It can be, and from what sounds like you, um, it's being conceived that they're supporting the other side. And that's how it's so complex and so detailed. And right. And I don't, I don't think even the studio is supporting the other side. It's just like that everything has been so mired in controversy with the whole Weinstein Miramax BS for the longest time. And yes, it's warranted. Don't get me wrong. The whole Weinstein Miramax legacy is crap because Weinstein did some terrible things. I hope he rots in prison for the rest of his life. Um, <clears throat> but the thing of it is, is, is that now they're just being so self-conscious that they're nipping anything in the bud that might even stir up controversy. And they're forgetting at the end of the day, they're making a product for fans and the fans are kind of like uh, no scream seven without Ortega and Barrera. And they're being pretty loud and vocal about it, especially when the announcement got made that Barrera drop, you know, is banned from being in the next movie and Ortega has dropped out allegedly because she's filming Wednesday, but she hasn't released an official statement yet. And given how buddy buddy she is with Barrera, I have a feeling a official statement's coming soon that she kind of dropped out because of that. Um, but the thing of it is, is, is that they're just being reactionary before there's even a reaction. And to me, it's like, it's just really stupid because even the director, when because they had chosen a director recently as well he went on twitter and was like look i have no sides in this i'm i'm sorry i have no no side on this i'm not a fan either stop yelling at me he literally deleted that tweet and everybody captured it and it's like yeah because people are kind of you know like look either sell the rights to stream to another studio or do something it's that aspect again by saying nothing or not taking a stand it's coming off it is that you're taking a stand for the other side or and with the studio being reactionary when is this not uh, i know it sounds like i'm contradicting you or uh, opposing you when is this not new we've seen this happen so many oh, yeah. times oh, yeah. The James Gunn studios, situation, uh, you know, uh, and sometimes it's warranted. Like Chris Don't Hardwick and a whole mess yeah. of other, you know, people that even with uh, like Rick and Morty, uh, it's happened that studios, whether it be film, TV, uh, gaming, they they've all, you know, oh, what's nip this in the bud and just drop this person and you know buy them out or drop this person or just right and wipe their but, names from all records. You but know, what I it, think is interesting is in this case, there was no drama until the studio did something. Right. And to me, it's like, you could have just left it be. And then when you heard an outcry, maybe try to adjust. Because at the end of the day, you're selling a product to a group of individuals. I don't think people overseas in the Middle East are going to be seeing the movie anytime soon. You're going to want to pay, you know play towards your base you know the people who's feeding you and the thing is sometimes by adjusting sometimes a lot of times i think this time around again by nipping in the bud might have saved them some trouble because sometimes what happens is when they nip it 
the drama does happen, instead of nipping it in the bud correctly, they either double and or triple down on something, and therefore it makes things worse. Or if they try to curtail it once the drama happens, they sometimes try to feel like, at least in my opinion, they're trying to cover it up or what have you. Like, oops, uh, we we know nothing, we see nothing, uh, doesn't, you know, and just cause more trouble, more trouble, and more trouble. And again, it's one of those uh, scenarios, it's damned if you do, damned if you don't. What I'd like to see, and I'm kind of with the fans on this, because, you know, I kind of like what they did with the most recent streams. I didn't like the fact that they had already snubbed Nev in the second one. Just, 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 just pay a bitch a living salary. There would be no franchise without her. Put her in the movie. Pay her what she has to be paid. She's not asking to be paid any more than anybody else that's in the film. Um, but my philosophy of it is, is, is a take a minute to reflect and breathe. We don't need a sequel every year. Because um, even the original Scream trilogy, yes, the first two kind of came out back to back, but that third one had a bit of a lag period to it. And again, a lot of that was because of early internet shenanigans and scripts leaking and everything else. Um, I say, ooh, excuse me, I say, set on it, let it chill, wait for this shit to blow over, and then figure out what you're going to do with the franchise. Either you're going to sell it, or you're going to listen to fans and bring Barrera and Ortega. Those are your two choices. Hell, honestly, bring Nev, Barrera, Ortega on. Get uh, what's-her-name from who played Gail Weathers that was in Friends. I can't think of her name off the top of my head. Courtney Cox. Get yeah. her back. And let's bring Matthew Lillard back because we want to see it. I'll wait another five years for that. I don't have to that's have one next year. What you're saying to correlate with that, the thing is, the problem is studios, you see it with gaming studios a lot more than you see it with uh, uh, film studios, but you're starting to see it with film studios. Let's do a sequel every single year. Yeah. Every single year. Instead of every, every other, yes, right now the strike put a damper on things. Uh, movie uh, with movies, you're starting to see. Oh, let's put out a sequel every year, let's spin them out every single year. Um, Call of Duty is the same, uh, prime example every single year. Let's put out a Call of Duty game every single year. Uh, let's put out uh, NBA, uh, NFL, uh, a sports game every single year. A lot of times, uh, when you look at some of the critics or at least the games, they hit these series hard because. A lot of it is copy and paste. Yes. And it, uh, everything that changes exactly. in NBA is the roster. Right. And there's nothing new or everything's it's the same old, same old. And people are just buying it up. And or they add slot mechanics or everything else. And people again buying it up. There's a chance that we're going to see something similar. And I'll get, if I could have that guest, uh, on my end of things uh we'll get into it and is because right now it is a rumor and until things are confirmed it i'll treat we'll it see. as such yeah. uh because of that rumor has stated from various sort you know 
anonymous sources. I'll treat it like that. Uh, Gearbox wants to put out Borderlands 4 in time with the movie coming out next year. And a year later, put out Tiny Tina's sequel, um, Wonderland sequel. And yeah. that would be about a year to nine months apart. And they, that seems like that's what they want to do. Put out Borderlands 5, maybe the next year with, uh, Wonderlands 3 a year after that. And that's going to hurt the game. Yeah. Uh, I'll go, folks. I'm not going to go into the issues and problems here with now. Uh, hopefully if I could get that guest on me and that gentleman, uh, we'll talk about the issues that the Borderlands saga has happened and every little bit of drama with that. I'll be happy to have him speak his mind and talk to him about all that and promote his channel, even though he is a much bigger creator than we are. So let's get back to the topic at hand. I'm just throwing so, up examples. Of since we kind of touched on the stream topic, since horror movies are cheap, fast, and easy to make... Um, Thanksgiving recently came out because obviously you want to release it right around the eponymous holiday. Um, for those of you film geeks like me who remember Grindhouse, um, you'll remember that it was a faux trailer. Um, kind of like Machete was a faux trailer, and then a couple of years later we got a Machete movie. Um, right. I want to say it's been what a decade since Grindhouse at this point, if not at longer. Least. Something yeah, something like that if not almost 20 years, um, that's a hell of a long time to wait. Um, what upset me the most um, in seeing this movie get released is number one. Yes. It's great that Eli, you know, Eli Roth is back and he wrote and he directed it and the film did well enough because seasonal slashers always do unless they're remakes. Let me keep that clear. A lot of people get pissed about seasonal holiday slasher remakes. Rare is the one that succeeds. Um, and Thanksgiving's never been touched, um, aside from the faux trailer beforehand. But what made Machete unique is that most of the cast that appeared in the faux trailer for Machete also appeared in the movie. Almost none of the cast that's in the Thanksgiving movie appeared in the faux trailer because you had, um, I think his name's Michael Bean, the guy who was in Aliens and Terminator. I think I know who you're talking about, yeah. Yes. Um guy from the Breakfast Club who did the voice of Hot Rod. Yeah. What's his name? Uh, I, I can't think of it. Ah, I feel terrible. But anyways, no, yes. he, he he was the woo guy at the end of Breakfast Club and kind of the delinquent kid. Um and of course, did the voice of a hot rod in you know the Transformers, the movie, the the greatest Transformers movie to date. Um, but anyway, Judd Nelson. There yeah. we go. Uh, they were in the original trailer. They're nowhere in Thanksgiving. Um, a lot of the original stuff and things of that nature that was in the trailer are not in the movie. Uh, and to me, I mean, it just feels like a missed mark. Now, granted, a lot of people who went to go see Thanksgiving went to go see a slasher. And it can't be one at that with violence, blood and gore. And they got what they wanted. The movie did well enough that, yes, we're getting a Thanksgiving, too. So that's coming next Thanksgiving, apparently. Um, but what is intriguing 
is the fact that Machete at least had the respectfulness to bring in characters that were in the original, you know, actors in the original trailer as their roles, whereas this film didn't. And it just trips me out. Um, now, granted, I, I loved Grindhouse. A lot of people, I, I guess, from today's kid culture, like the teenagers and the kids in their 20s now, know nothing about the original Grindhouse. If they ever did watch it, they probably saw it in the two parts as their own unique features, either Planet Terror or Death Proof. But I think me and Chris come from that rare cross-section who remember the full-scale assault of Grindhouse, where you had fake trailers, cheesy movie, fake trailers, and cheesy movies, and you felt like you were back in the 70s. Yeah, that that was the initial thing. Even though I picked up both DVDs for those movies, i.e. Planet Terror and Death Proof, there was, uh, at one point, uh, I didn't pick it up, but there was supposed to be a like a Blu-ray or something like that that was both movies together with faux trailers in between yep. the movies. And I have I both Blu-ray and the that. DVD. But if you need I copies, I can hook you up. Uh, in regards to the why they didn't go this route, I don't know if someone like Michael Bean didn't... Uh, wasn't didn't have the schedule or he was doing something uh that couldn't be brought back for the movie uh but uh there's that chance of uh if i want to take the side of the director or those in the creation process is that with a lot of movies nowadays that have the trailer um or redoing it or anything like that Granted, the faux trailers for uh, Death Proof and Machete and Planet Terror, um, they managed to get everybody back and everything on par and everything looked great. Then, it, over the years since... Hugo Monday, with a shotgun. Uh, um, <laughs> between, I want to say, uh, let's go with 2010 and today. Uh, you have a lot of trailers that have come out and spoiled the movie in some way shape or form so why not case in point uh, uh, Terminator Genesis was one you have a lot of other movies that spoil everything for you in that trailer so folks are either not watching the trailers or they might have just said hey let's just get a brand new uh, cast for this and therefore we don't have to worry about the trailer is spoiling everything, and but it kind of, like you said, ruins everything because everybody, like you and I, who remember that fake trailer, were, were thinking like, oh, it's going to be the same thing, same actors and everything else. They probably use that as promotion for this, and all of a sudden, sorry, different cast, different theme, or similar theme, but what you see in the trailer is not going to mimic in the movie, whereas when you watch the Planet Trailer, the fake trailer for Planet Terror, some of the stuff that you saw in that trailer, you saw in the movie. And same thing with Machete. So. Right. Both of which I have in my voodoo collection. I, 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 you know, I'm just kind of shocked, you know, because there may not, there may even be people, because we're at that point that don't even know that Thanksgiving was a faux trailer in another movie. 
before it, you know, became a film. And it's intriguing because it's an Eli Roth movie from the same studio that put out Scream. Yeah, a lot of people didn't go to see it because of the whole Scream controversy, but it still did well enough for them to warrant the sequel, which intriguing. And I, I, I'm I'm curious. I haven't seen it yet. I've been thinking about going to see it, but by the time I get ready to see it, it'll probably be out on video and I'll just watch it that way. Um, but uh, it, it, it looks interesting and... Um, I It'll think I'm be on Peacock or uh, they'll be probably on Peacock or Paramount or something like that over the next yeah. couple of months. Yeah, I'll I'll check it out eventually. Like Eli Roth, honestly, like there there was a time and a place for him, and like his over the top campy splatter porn is all right. And I'm, I'm I'm not trying to be too judgy of it. Um, I'm still trying to figure out how the hell he got stuck on to making uh, Borderlands the movie, but all right, we'll, we'll wait and see what happens since we kind of touched on that. Uh, well, considering that oh, it's kind of hard to see what the pro final product is with all the rewrites and uh, uh, reshoots are for that, so we'll see what it is when it is. Um, but I'm sure you also heard that there's a Godzilla movie out. It's like God's oh, minus, minus one. one, yeah. Uh, it's like I didn't even know. Um, as a Toho joint, so, too. Yeah, so it could be if it's Toho, Toho's involved, there's good chance it's of decent quality, if not high quality. Um, it's only in theaters for a couple days, but we'll be able to get it on digital here soon. Hopefully, I, I can't wait to at least get it and add it to my uh, at least my wish list on Voodoo. I know my buddy Trevor, our, our mutual friend Trevor, went to go see it. Um, Amy Vampy went to see it. Yep, Amy Vampy went to see it. Everybody's coming back with epic reviews, but a lot of them are Godzilla fans, and it just depends on how you look at it. And I still want a sequel to Resurgence as as much as possible because I would love to see how they would have followed that movie up. But I guess it's a little late to see a sequel to Resurgence. And that's one of the things uh, a lot of folks don't know. You and I both may be Godzilla fans, but we've reviewed and talked about movies in the past. We know that there has to be something negative that, in some way, what are the negatives? That's what one of the things that both of us as uh, YouTubers, podcasters, reviewers, call us what you want. Um uh, if the haters want to hate, let them hate. But we understand that when we look at something, we have to ask, what is, we are liking this movie, we're enjoying it as a fan, what are the issues? What are the problems? What, what is, what are the threads that are loose that I could tug at that could be an issue? Um, it's one of the things that, it's a perfect topic, but I'll keep bringing it up the uh, reboot for Hellraiser. I went into it as a fan of the movies. I wanted to pick on it, you know, see what, as watch it as a fan, but see what was wrong with it to, you know, kind of feeling those threads. So like, what's wrong with it? What can I pull on to say, I hated this as a fan. How dare they make these changes? Um, but a lot of you out there who've been listening to us over the months, 
uh, past nine months have known that I am a fan of the reboot or remake, call it what you want, of the Hellraiser series. And so is Sasha because it's very well yes. done. And um, as someone that can have, um, I'm talking, in essence, who has two thumbs and it might have some right leaning issue, uh, opinion sometimes, this guy, uh, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed it. I had, I liked it. Uh, some fans didn't like Hell their Hellraiser reboot. Uh, I did. Uh, I had no problems. As a matter of fact, folks, if you want to go on our Podbean, uh, at least on my Podbean's page, I have an episode in regards to where when I reviewed it. Um, I, I, I think I reviewed it within a week or two of it coming out. And it's all there in black and white. I stand by those statements. And... I gave it rave reviews. I I enjoyed it, and all the problems you'd think someone that might be a centrist would have, you know, problems with. I didn't have problems with. It was very well done, very well done. So back to you. Yep, and I'm I'm looking honestly to see if they're they're going to give that a Blu-ray release. Get one in the UK, which is shocking. Um, cause you know how Hulu and other places like to hang on to their stuff now, um, which is another controversy we can get into, but for some reason, yeah, the UK got it on Blu-ray this past March as well as uh, DVD. Have... What the Hellraiser uh, remake? Yes. Yes. That is wow. Huh. Yeah, no, no American release date yet for that, which is intriguing. Um, that's all right. Unregion players are the best way to go, or you know, get a hold of something known as DVD fab or Blu-ray fab, and region codes be damned. But yes, it according to Fangoria, and according to listings that I'm looking at now. No, it's not even on. I'm not seeing it on uh, video. Um, I'm seeing the original, the one from 2018. There's a couple bootlegs of it out on eBay, but you know you're always going to find bootlegs of it, right? Like, duh, because if you don't get it stateside, somebody's going to make boots, right? And most of the boots run between 19 and 25 bucks. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, uh, it's something that, you know, I would definitely have in my voodoo uh, collection. <laughs> Hell, it took this long. Uh, I think it came out earlier this year, if not this summer. Um, the I think they classified it as a mockumentary. Um even though it is kind of a, a documentary, uh, it was the uh, Weird Al story. Mm -hmm. Starting, uh, it's finally on Voodoo, or it's been on Voodoo for a while. So I added it to my uh, wish list. That way, once it goes on sale or I have the funds for it, it is. Uh, uh, it's there. It, 
it came out the end of last year, but it didn't come out on Voodoo until like a month or so ago. And it's the actual titles, uh, weird, the Al Yankovic story with Daniel Radcliffe. Uh, I want to watch it. I didn't get a chance to watch it. I will probably pick it up at some point, but because I am a weird Al fan and Daniel Radcliffe does do a bang up job in a lot of his roles. I'll say that. And that movie is pretty fun. If, if you haven't seen it yet, it's, it's worth seeing. I've seen clips. So it's, it's none of it's factual and yeah, it's, it's, that's hilarious. I, I love how Madonna winds up running this illegal drug cartel in Mexico by the end of the movie. I'm sure, I'm sure there are some facts in it, but a lot of it's probably just done for the lulls, the, the lulls, because I'm sure, I, yeah, I think uh, I've seen where I was a part of this. So there's probably a lot of it that was taken to the extreme. Weird Al in the movie literally plays the record executive who gives Weird Al the record deal. (laughs) And he plays him as a very skeezy, scumbaggy kind of character. So, for the most part, but if you It pairs well with UHF. Yeah, (laughs) right. We could get into, slide into the drama that I, my tinfoil hat there, that we switch back to the issues with Hulu pulling their stuff, if you want. Yeah, go ahead. Um, my little bit tinfoil hat is because as of this recording, this we're recording Sunday, December 3rd, the evening of the Sunday, December 3rd, and PAX Unlimited just happened in Philly this weekend. And for those of you who don't know PAX, PAX is pretty much a uh, tabletop um, convention, which means uh, you'd probably find stuff like uh, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, uh, Magic the Gatherings, uh, board games, and whatnot at an event like this. So this is, whereas me and Sasha might go to a four state, a Baltimore Comic Con, or a horror find or monster mania this is for the tabletop gamers out there and where how does this tie into our conversation a conversation me and sasha had a few weeks ago in regards to convention drama please check out that episode in regards to the topic between i think it was uh wacky wicks or something like that that yep uh in this case the guest list let me pull up that guest list one of the things a lot of folks that in the group that i was having i'm in they brought up the aspect of pax unlimited and i gave it up a look-see and the group that is not there or i should say the vendor i will say this first and foremost congratulations to previously pluto well we on my end, I spoke to these fine gentlemen. They were they had a table at PAX Unlimited promoting their latest endeavor that they were doing, and they were promoting at this past four uh, state Comic Con in Harrisburg. The wonderful group, and I hope they did well at PAX this weekend. So I must give them a positive shout out for that for being at PAX at such a high end event. So I don't want to make this sound all negative. 
And I want to give a shout out friends when friends need to be shouted out. Um, but the group that was not there, aside from Wizards of the Coast, but technically they were there, via uh, Wiz Kids. But the folks that were not there, I'll say right now, one is Spider Mind Games. Those are the folks that I'll be talking about on my YouTube channel probably at the start of the year or when I get the kickstart from them. They've had so much drama with the their Dragon Eye dice that they've quote unquote had a uh, 40% unsuccess, meaning uh, according to them, out of the quality control, 60% were okay. And to quote Maury Povich, why detector test determined that was a lie because a lot of the American backers were getting their dice and a lot of them are not good and the group that a Facebook group I'm part of has back, uh, speculated why aren't they at Tax Unlimited? They've been doing a lot of this, you know, the dice they've done other tabletop stuff, why aren't they there? Pure and simple their American stuff is being released and it's becoming becoming what's coming out is what's being released is pure garbage. Would you be at a major event that might have 10, 20, if not 30,000 people at, and you have a bunch of your backers that are having issues placing that stuff on the table and say, hey, look at what you, you claim. These are perfect. This Is this the quality you want to be giving your customers? That's why they don't want the drama. So it either they chose not to go to this event to kind of avoid the drama or those, as we found out, the convention themselves knows that this drama is going on and they've had drama, not with this, just this campaign, but another campaign on Kickstarter that they were tied to. And they went, you ain't coming. No, we don't want you here. You're going to have too many people showing up calling y'all asses out. We don't want you here. And in the group, what was funny was that the person that initially posted up, and I posted up that theory I just told you, she was like, mm -hmm. uh, I don't think that would a con actually do that. And that's when, you know, I said, I brought up like, yeah, the, uh, as much as I'd like to go into TLDR of what happened at a horror convention uh, maybe about a month or so ago uh, it does happen uh, I'm not sure on a larger level but it does happen and a few people uh, signed in to say yes and you would vendors talk and yes it could happen uh, that vendors could have said you know don't let them be a part of the show because it you'd have too many people showing up to kind of bash them or cause way more drama than anything else. But I will say uh, another Kickstarter I'm backing. Hopefully I'll be getting their stuff in March, if not April. Uh, they were at this event at PAX showing their, uh, their prototypes and their demos for people. Like if I went to PAX or had the money to go to Philly to attend this event, I'd be there at their booth with 
with my camera and we're on a tripod filming the demos, film, talking with them and playing with it because not, not only am I a backer, I would love to speak to them about this product. Um, but, oh yeah, I would have been there. If Spider-Man was there, I would have been calling their ass out. So, folks, for me to go into detail, I'm not doing it here or else this show would be two, hour, two hours longer than it should. So, please, when it drops or when it's about to drop, if we're recording that Sunday, I'll let you guys know on that episode and I'll direct you guys and I'm sure Sasha will help promote that video out. But oh, yeah. now, uh, I'm going to wait until I get that product in hand, in hand before I at least record the video in regards to the drama and then do the unboxing because it's going to be a, probably a disappointment because my address for Kickstarter has not been locked yet for it so as the days weeks and months go by i'm getting more and more disappointed and my expectations are getting lower and lower and lower so either way to hulu to hulu uh well this wasn't hulu the issue didn't start initially with hulu that it came with tension it's more like netflix not to say that hulu isn't a problem um, but Netflix, um, a while back had released, I want to say his name is Mike Flanagan's, one of his movies. It's 2016. It was called Hush. Um, slasher movie about a mute deaf woman whom a killer breaks into her house and doesn't know it. Um, and what's interesting is, is that Netflix, because the film did actually have a premiere at one of those big film festivals. Netflix snapped up the rights to that movie and basically kind of held it captive, um, meaning that Mike couldn't put it on DVD, couldn't put it on Blu-ray, couldn't try to put it on digital or anything of that nature. And so if you wanted to watch Hush now, Netflix has removed it from their catalog. Like you can't switch countries or regions or anything and try to find it somewhere. It's gone. It has been erased from existence, um, which is something that's happening with a lot of movies lately. Now, the good news is, is that Mike seems to be getting a lot of those rights back. But you got to figure this is a 2016 movie. It's already seven years old. So, yeah, obviously he's going to get his rights back here within the next couple of years to the movie. But at that point... You know, not many people are going to be talking about a Blu-ray release of Hush or a DVD release of Hush or things of that nature. Um, and it's something that's happening with a lot of films. Like they'll premiere somewhere in some streaming service. Now, I'm not saying all streaming services are like this. Like Shutter, for example, is not like this because a lot of their movies you can find either through Mill Creek um, you can find through, um, hell, Mill Creek is a subsidy of Shout Factory anyway. So Mill Creek, Shout, Scream Factory, 90% of their stuff you can find on disc as a physical or a digital download somewhere else. Um, but a lot of the big major players are holding on to movies, television shows, things of that nature. And yes, some of the stuff they owned and created. So by all means, they have that right but 
a lot of the stuff they purchased rights from someone else to have that content on their channel, so to speak. But they're kind of holding it captive until that contract laps, saying you can't release this on this, you can't do this, you can't do that. And we've already talked about the whole writer's strike um, and the royalties that come in from that are very nominal at best. And you get a lot of these indie folks who are like, hey, this is my big break. I'm going to be on Netflix. This is a film that, yes, made big indie circuits at the time, you know, and now is getting seen by more eyeballs. But now nobody can really own it because that big conglomerate, be it Hulu, Netflix, some of the bigger ones that you all can think of, won't let it go until 10 years after its initial release, which is kind of sad. You know, in fact, even Disney itself, with a lot of their own releases, has said, yeah, a lot of our Blu-rays and DVDs we're just not going to do anymore because they feel that they can get people to pay into their subscription service or own it digitally at any point they can take those rights away and that that movie no longer exists. And I, I just find it very stifling, um, especially for indie creators who, you know, if like, for example, if me and Chris, I don't think it's ever going to happen. Me and Chris were approached by Netflix. Like, Oh, we really like your horror show or your podcast. And we'd like to see something regular as a show from you guys on Netflix. That'd be awesome for small time creators, but not to have the rights and the ability to put discs out there and promote the show outside of what Netflix does for like 10 plus years. That's kind of fucked. That's, that's the thing. It, we were, I think we were kind of, we touched on it a little bit in the pre-show. Um, it's even with the major play, players like Netflix, Amazon, iTunes, uh, or say Apple, um, how do you not like fucking money? You know, it's like, how do you not like fucking money? Because, yeah, there's a cost to DVDs. How do you not like fucking money? You're still making, you're making not just money, you're making stuff on that product. Stuff on that product, meaning DVD, whatever the cost is to make the DVDs, you're making, let's say it's, yeah, what DVDs and Blu-rays cost, what, uh, maybe $20 when they first come out. Let's say it makes, uh, you make a DVD or Blu-ray for five bucks. You sell it to a distribute, uh, a company to distribute it to Walmart, Target, or whomever for $10. Meaning they're buying it for $10. You're making $5 a seat, a disc or a, a, a disc, a case or whatever. Five bucks. Every time it's sold. And if that sells like hundreds of thousands, if not millions of copies, it's making you money. And if you're not tying it to Voodoo or another outlet, that's more money in your pocket or a higher percentage. Meaning if uh, right now, like I just picked up the animated movie, the Babylon 5 animated movie. That means I might have paid twelve bucks for I paid ten bucks it was on sale, but if it was full price, let's say fifteen dollars. Yes, Voodoo takes a commission off that. That's how they make money. Voodoo makes money, but that's even at ten percent or fifteen percent, that means the majority of that sale is going to 
Warner Brothers or whoever made that movie. So, granted, both me and you, Sasha, don't know the the behind the scenes details. What becomes the agreements between a company like Voodoo or Amazon? But I'm sure having these uh, titles on a digital platform or physical media, other than when they're located, will make them even more money, and it gets it out even more. Um, take uh, Folks at home, take The Boys, for example. I own two seasons of The Boys on Voodoo. Is there other... The Boys is up to like five seasons. Will I see seasons three, four, and five? Unless I'm paying Amazon for their prime, I'm not. I'm not. But if I had $15 or however much the season costs and it was on the season three was on Voodoo, I'd pay for that. If the bundle for seasons, you know, whatever the seasons were on sale on Voodoo, I'd pay for that. I'm still being able to watch it without dumping a bunch of money on another subscription. Right now, even though we might be still going through inflation or deflation right now, it's saving someone like myself on a limited income a bunch of money just narrowing my price and paying for what I watch, want to watch when I watch. Same thing goes with a, a physical meter. I'm able to go to Walmart, Target, whomever, and buy that copy when I have the cash, whether it's on sale or full price. I could be wrong. Pipe up, Sasha. Right. I understand that point. But <laughs> just one of them days. Not only that, yeah, like I told you. They got me on cough drops that are essentially bennies. I'm, I'm surprised I'm not bouncing off the walls. It, but, oh, I think Sasha can agree with in regards to what I'm saying. You have merch for something like Stranger Things. Why isn't it on other platforms that people could at least... It doesn't have to be right when the season ends. It could be like weird, the Al Yankovic's story. It could be eight, ten months later. Right. At least put it on Apple, uh, additional platforms for people to buy. But now we want people to subscribe to our platform. Because we got you monthly. We, we got, got you monthly. forever. And yeah. But the thing is, a lot of folks are... What a lot of folks are doing is... Well, that's the thing like with Prey, for example. And this is what I thought was hilarious with Prey. Okay? Because again... Anything that's 20th Century Films, which was formerly Fox, is now owned by Disney. Hulu also is owned by Disney. Um, Prey did get a physical release. Now, and I know you go to Walmart on occasion. I go to Walmart. I go to Target. Try to find a copy of that on the shelves. And that fucker just came out last week as a physical release. I have found it nowhere. I had to dig through Amazon to find a copy on Blu-ray. And it is so bare bones and pathetic. Like when I get it in, you'll be shocked. But the thing is what people are doing now, and I'm sure places like uh, Disney, Hulu, Netflix, take your pick. What they hate is, and it's a thing out there. Uh, one, 
there's a site out there. Uh, I know one particular YouTuber brings it up when he does his uh, scam investigations. It's a place that you can, in essence, you're creating a virtual credit card number. It's it's legit. Mm. It's a service that is provided for security. That card, in essence, virtually, it's a legit, in essence, it's a legit card. Uh, meaning if I signed up for eBay or PayPal, it's a legit card that that site will honor. I could say, tell that service every month, put $5 on this card or $10 on this card. And I can use that particular card number for services like uh, Netflix, Amazon, or whatever. That way, my actual debit card or credit card does not get dinged. Right. Or the, if the information will not get hacked and stolen. So if something goes wrong or that information for that streaming service does get hacked and that number gets stolen, all they're getting is whatever's in that account. And it's my main stuff is not getting hacked. You create that. What people are doing is they're creating cards like that. And they're creating, uh, they're going to places like Google and Yahoo, creating new accounts, new cards with, uh, equivalent of fake names or uh, different spellings of their own name and synonyms so they could get fresh counts. Instead of paying $10 or $15 for Netflix, they're waiting to see deals for, oh, new accounts for Netflix or new accounts for uh, Disney, $10 uh, or $5 or $2 for a, a year. They'll create a new Yahoo or Gmail account this new card, pay for it. When it finally, that offer expires, eh, cancel. Yeah. So therefore, they're dropping it after a month. They're watching the what stream, what they want when it drops, and that's when they're canceling it. That's why a lot of them now have been, instead of releasing all the episodes once, like Netflix back in the day, like you used to, like with Stranger Things, like if you wanted to watch whatever the current season was, like as soon as it dropped, every last episode dropped on that particular date, you could do it. Um, like when they were getting all the Marvel stuff on Netflix, like I know I pretty much watched all of that as soon as it hit Netflix. Um, and it was it was interesting, but Netflix has caught on because now they realize, oh, well, if we release it all at once, instead of one episode every so many weeks, we're losing out on the whole model of people paying for it monthly, which I, I think kind of sucks. I think Disney started that um, in a way, and it turned out to be ex uh, a success, and therefore every. When one particular uh, uh, company does something as a success, everybody wants to fall in line. Right. But uh, especially when a company, let's say, like Disney, you know, right now uh, people are leaving their app in droves, or whether it's content-related or pricing or other. Um, yeah. It's a, a company like Disney could say, hey, we're releasing this on a weekly basis, and therefore we could 
know which one which episodes are better which ones are worse where our viewers are leaving the series but then again you have um companies like disney netflix uh probably paramount hbo and shutter all doing the same thing they don't want to give up the numbers they don't want to give the numbers because the good chance sometimes they might know that the show isn't doing as well as they want it to do and therefore if they release numbers that it is doing poorly their detractors whomever it might be will have a field day and they don't want those folks to have a field day so they rather say hey uh it's doing very well or this or this one particular episode was not did do as up to par yet none of them are it's all spin yeah and it's 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 just that people are kind of like that this is becoming a conglomerate again you know it's we, we we went this route to escape cable and now we're back to cable because now even disney's like oh yeah if you decide to stay with us it's going to bundle hulu espn and disney plus all together for one low monthly cost then it's like yeah but like hulu all the really good stuff you also have to have a showtime membership and everything else in order to access everything that hulu has to offer so you're still kind of hitting me in the nethers for an extra nine or ten dollars a month anytime i decide to upgrade my hulu and for me it's like but you're still going to have that rare group of people like myself that you know what i don't as much as i like x y and z you know what i don't need to watch that and let's take let's take season seven of uh rick and morty when it first came i didn't think it dropped yet i didn't think season this was like a month ago i didn't think it dropped yet i was expecting it to drop on hulu the day after to save myself some money i would have continued my hulu subscription to watch rick and morty the day after nope no didn't do it so i was like you know what Cancel. I don't need it. I don't need it. I'm not going to watch it. Why am I watching it? I'm barely watching uh, what I could be watching on it, which would have probably been Family Guy and Simpsons. Past that, nothing. There were a few other things I could have been could watch or could be watching, but nothing I can sit around and wait for it to pop up on Hulu and snag it on sale for $5 or snag it on sale on the uh, movies and TVs app for uh, my Xbox, which is connected to my uh, uh, account here on my laptop. So, meaning I can watch it either on my console or on my laptop. So, why bother? Yep. You know, why bother? It's like, if I want the new season, heck, one of the things I picked up for Black Friday is I had the money for it. Current season, or say last season of NCIS was $10 instead of 20 some odd dollars. I picked it up. I don't have to worry about what, yes, I could probably watch it on Peacock or whatever uh, streaming app I, I do have access to. But that my point is it's on Voodoo. It was on sale. I picked it up. Or if I had the money for a full season, I could pick it up for full price. 
That's why a lot of the things are on my wish list in the, on Voodoo. Because I could pay for full price when I had the cash or choose to. And I don't need streaming services. Yes, again, thanks to Sasha and a few friends, I do have access to a few. But for the most part, between YouTube and Voodoo, I don't need it. I don't and need the extras. And Tubi. And, you know, Pluto or Freebie, I don't really need the whole ordeal. Oh, I want to watch uh, live, if I actually want to watch live news, oh, turn on Tubi or Freebie. Yep. Doesn't matter. Mm. Is what it is. So do you want to save Furioso and Fallout for next time so we can see more info on both? We can I will do say that. this. Let's let's add, put this real quick uh, as a fun little ender uh, topic because I know you're an old uh, an old head in regards to things. You're an old school person. You know what I'm talking about mm-hmm. uh, in regards to it. Uh, you're an old school geek and all that. Were you a Saturday night PBS person? A what? what? Saturday night PBS person. Late night. <sighs> Are we talking like Back the, the BBC stuff, like Faulty Towers and Past that. The drunken uh, old I white mean, women? I can't think of their names. Uh, it, you had Faulty Towers. You had uh, Absolutely Fabulous. Fab was the drunken uh, two British women. Yep. That came on, I think, prior to, like, no, I think that ended roughly about 9, 10 p.m. Mm. But at roughly 10 p.m. was late night. PBS mm-hmm. and old school geeks like myself remember one of normally nine chances out of ten later years they started bringing adding a different show to it but for the majority of where I live whether it was in Pennsylvania or Florida it was the majority was Star Trek for at least one hour or two like two episodes of Star Trek Old school Star Trek, Star Trek, mm-hmm. and it was Doctor Who. Then they right. added, uh, they sometimes depending on, I think in Florida they decided to knock off uh, an hour, or they switched it up when they ran out of Star Trek episodes. They, hey. it's how I became. They started. This is where I started to become a fan. They switched it up instead of um, Star Trek. They added Red Dwarf. And they was Doctor Who, so it was British. It's so British sci-fi. Um, AFES used to do that late late night on their TVs. Like if you were overseas, AFES American Armed Forces Exchange Service, because they ran the um, like the TV station that broadcast all through like base, and um, they would run like late night like stuff like that, like um, PBS programming, like you're talking about. Um, but yeah, because when you were overseas, you only had the one channel, and so I, I remember seeing you know Red Dwarf a couple times that way. So I'll put this out for all you viewers out there and listeners out there who are listening to or viewing us on either on Sasha's OnlyFans, uh, either of our YouTube channels, or through one of the many outlets on uh the podcast audio side that I might put out, especially good pods, uh, because they're one of the best places that you could uh, put in comments along with uh, Podbean, the Podbean app that's out there. Uh, yep. If you were an old school 
sci-fi geek that watched PBS Saturday nights and remember uh, the, watching those nights between the late mid to late 90s up until maybe even today. If you're watching today and they're still doing today, let us know in the, the comment section down below and uh, so you can have me do a challenge myself. Let me know if it's okay outside the original Star Trek series, the original series, Star Trek, the original series. Is it okay to add the, the next gen series instead to supplement the original series? I'm not talking. Let me clarify. I want to do a classic sci fi PBS Saturday one, one day. And I do have a few original uh, Star Trek, the original series. But I have a complete run of Next Gen. Let me know if it's okay to use the Next Gen episodes or if it's okay to use DS9 and Voyager episodes to help continue things. And yes, I do have quite a few old school Doctor Who episodes that I can pair with that. And I do have not just a lot of uh, old school Red Dwarf series to watch. I also have the original Hitchhiker's Guide television series that was put out in the early 80s as well so let me know what additional sci-fi series that were old school that can be added to that could i use babylon 5 or and also uh add this challenge what type of uh out of that you could purchase virtually what would you purchase for your to make your own Saturday morning cartoon. Now, keep this in mind. We're going for the 80s to the mid-90s. And since the mid-90s usually included one live-action TV show, I'm pointing at Saved by the Bell in regards to that because I remember watching those on Saturday mornings or Pee-wee's Playhouse. What kind of Saturday morning TV could you want to replicate using cartoons and one live action aspect. For example, you have uh, iCarly as a uh, part of your Voodoo lineup or Netflix lineup. iCarly would have been early 2000s. Yeah, um, but still, I'm just using it as a reference um, to include some of the younger generations in this. Uh, I'll allow something like iCarly or something similar or something from Disney that's live action. Let us know in the comments of what cartoons. What about kid video? Love. What kid video? Yeah, that'll that. that'll that'll give you unlocked memories for a little while. Yeah, because um, that was both live that, action and cartoon. What would you that is available on streaming services that is that will unlock memories for you? That you're able to purchase or watch through that that streaming service that can make Signal up the sea monster that could replicate a Saturday morning <laughs> type of ordeal. Heck, I'll take to end it on noon, or, or which would be a roughly cartoon started at what seven or eight a.m. on depending on where you were at, they could start as early as six. I remember, I think I used to get up at 7 uh, when I was living in New York. And 7 o'clock would be roughly uh, Davy and Goliath for about an hour. And they started at 8. 
So let's say eight to noon. Eight to noon. So you're talking roughly uh one, two, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, four hours. So that's roughly uh eight shows uh back to back. Uh let me know what you'd see. Uh and let me know what live action and bonus points if you want to include a old school kung fu movie to watch at after or a very old school uh if not a b movie to watch after those because a lot of places yep. had um the had like a sci-fi movie uh, like a site had a kind of that uh idea of a ho uh, a horror movie or sci-fi host or hostess whether it be elvira um elvira Dr. was Morgan. nice though so uh it depends on your locale so uh for me on saturday uh, saturday afternoon starting roughly at noon it was dr morgan's some areas had something different uh so let me know if you what you'd see so that's a challenge and your interaction so homework and if not send us an email if not uh send your that email if you can't leave a comment if you're on some other uh platform send it to least to my show at longcoatmafia at gmail.com and we will share your emails on one of our later episodes depending on when you get it in or we'll discuss it so we won't make fun of you but we'll rate well we will rate and talk about what you like to watch as a kid whether it been scooby-doo or snorkels or smurfs or whatever so please let us let you know and if you did have land, a of, the Saturday acid, land of the lost uh or if you did have a uh, kind of a horror host or a sci-fi host that came on during that noon to two time slot, whether it be like Dr. Morgus or you had TV independent TV station that aired old school Kung Fu movies or an old school B movie or old school like Godzilla or something like that during that time, let us know what you'd like to watch back in the day. So, or what you'd watch nowadays to supplement that we want to hear from you so we had mentioned earlier that you have a forgotten and overlooked film what's your forgotten and overlooked film of the day to close out on troll hunter the what it's, uh troll hunter oh yeah i've seen it, that it comes from uh it co- folks it comes from i think uh uh norway, norway. or sweet norway it's one of the few found footage films I really enjoy, and it's severely, I want to say it's severely underrated because it's done very well. Um, I think the the person who plays the actual troll hunter is a Norwegian comedian, and mm-hmm. he plays that role very well. And much to my dismay, there was another troll hunter movie that came out couple of years later and i thought it was tied to that particular movie turns out it wasn't it wasn't but the uh it was okay but uh it was also forgettable that's why i'm not bringing it up but um troll hunter was very good and as a found footage it seems a little bit slow uh it's also a mix of um native uh nordic i'll say nordic um or Norwegian and English, so you don't really have to worry about subtitles too much. 
so it it is very good and it's very well done. You, I think you all would enjoy that. It's a good film. I, I, I've seen it. I, I thoroughly endorse what Chris says. Now me, I, I'm going to go to the absurd, weird extreme. Um, you know, one of these little delights that I found channel surfing not too long ago between different streaming services. Um, Wolf Cop. If you have not seen Wolf Cop from 2014, it is a must Canadian film that is beyond screwed up. It involves this alcoholic cop by the name of Lou Garou, which basically Lou Garou in French means werewolf anyways. So we're kind of giving away the thread of the plot. But there's these strange murders and odd sacrifices and rituals that are happening in his town. He starts to investigate them. And then one morning he wakes up bloody naked and has no recollection of what happened the night before. And he has now become a werewolf. And it's interesting because he has this conspiracy theory buddy who figures it all out and tries to help him. And like the one scene is just so hilarious because his crazy buddy is all like, Lou, you're a wolf. And of course, he's like cop. And then there's this whole scene where like he's busting up these guys dressed up as a pig as the wolf cop dressed up as a werewolf, but still a cop. And he busts into the, the donut shop that they're robbing it's donuts and liquor, which is kind of awesome. Um, but the uh, the guys in the pig suits are like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the fuzz. <laughs> and it is so extreme and crazy. But there's this whole huge plot sex violence and weirdness and it's canadian to its core but it is so good so low budget and yes there is a sequel called another wolf cop um i don't like it as much as i do the first one but it does have kevin smith briefly in it so kind of worthwhile seeing um but the first one it's so good and like between the cop and his conspiracy theorist buddy watch it you you will not stop laughing and cracking up the whole time and how he customizes his car to have an official wolf cop mobile it's just it's it's as i, if I, it was, I think those was one of the things when, when i saw it on netflix when i was a subscriber it was, i kept wanting to watch it but it i should watch it but i have this aspect there that a couple of uh Folks I knew that used to do a podcast, they called it Firefly Syndrome, which means that um, anything that is hyped up by friends or other people might have that tendency to, when you watch it, it might not be as good as they say. Meaning fans of Firefly will hype up Firefly so damn much when you finally watch it, you're like, I don't see what the big deal is with this. Why this is dumb, so stupid fun. Is, is it on the level of Kung Fury? Fun, stupid. I would say it exceeds Kung Fury. It even exceeds Velocipaster. Because I enjoyed both Velocipaster and Kung Fury. So there's a good chance it, I'll it, enjoy it. If you like the idea of an alcoholic cop that becomes a werewolf and still does his job, <laughs> it's just... And like his morning routine is booze, donuts, <laughs> and going to work, and it's just great. And it's it's yeah, the the the, the plot goes all over the place, and it's it's definitely in it. If you like eye candy, 
to the gentlemen that are out there. There is plenty of it out there, but there is a twist with one of them that dresses up as Red Riding Hood that when you find out the twist later on, you might be, but before the the twist, Primo. Let me ask, does it come off as self-aware? It's very self-aware of what it uh, is. The reason I ask that is because you have movie Kung Fury doesn't seem like it's self-aware, but it seems like it's self-aware. Uh, last uh, people who did Ross a Passer have came out to say yes, we were very self-aware of what we were putting out there. That's why it's so enjoyable, and that's why I asked Sasha that. And uh, the folks that were behind the How Did This Get Made podcast, uh, even though it's a celebrity podcast, uh, said that we had a very hard time doing this, and we didn't like to do this this their episode for it because it was very self-aware and we don't like to do if they do something that's very self-aware it's kind of hard because they know that you know it's like we're going to rip this to shreds why are we doing this why are we watching this when they they doing it so we can rip like no we're just going to walk away from this yeah folks like you and i are like yeah we're going to walk are we going to rip this shirt? Yes. Are we going to enjoy it? Yes. But it's a train wreck we're going to freaking enjoy. And that's the part, the best part about it is the train wrecks that we enjoy. And I think I watched a, speaking of that, I watched a Roger Corman movie like many years ago. And I was live, po- Nessa's live posting it to Facebook. And everybody, my friends were like in the comment section going, why in the hell are you bitching about this movie it's a train wreck i can't help but do it it's i've got to if you're not you're not a fan you're not a fan if you're not i i i will say when you're watching this movie the whole time like you're just wondering how this guy before he became a werewolf never got fired the whole time because he is just he's late to work he's never sober (laughs) And then he becomes a werewolf, and none of that really changes. He's just more badass at what he does. <laughs> and it's like, though we were having a tough time firing him before, it's even worse now because having a werewolf on our in our department is great publicity. <laughs> it's it's more like um, you, you've seen him mad when he was just a drunk, right? He's a drunk werewolf. <laughs> It's 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 primo. It's it's worth watching if you want to laugh and a chuckle and a movie that doesn't take itself seriously. And with a concept like that, it really shouldn't. But it is well made, well acted, and it gets goofy as hell. <laughs> but check it out. So, anything else you you want to touch on? Let's see. It is on, it's available on Tubi, Pluto TV, Amazon, Video, Plex, Freebie, AMC Plus, YouTube for two, um, even though AMC Plus is subscription, you can rent it on YouTube for $2.99. It's also on Google Play Movies for $2.99 and uh, Voodoo for, from $2.99. So that means you could probably own it on Voodoo. But if you want to try it before you buy it's on at least free on Tubi, Pluto TV, and Freebie, which are all free. 
Now, I will tell you now, awesome. if, if if another wolf cop is on there, don't 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 expect the same level of fun as the first one. I mean, it's still worth watching, but I, I'd save that for another day because you don't want to be you don't want to water down the first wolf cop experience. And it's from two fifth uh twenty fifteen. Well the film uh, was released in Canada in twenty fourteen. Yeah. Uh the the description from Tubi, uh from the Google search that I have here says uh which I'm sure matches what Sasha was saying. It says the worst cop on the force in the small town wakes up from a late shift crime scene to find a pentagram carved on his chest and a beastly transformation. But it's probably a lot more than that. Than yeah, Sasha yeah. did, but it's the same movie that Sasha was taking uh, talking about. So check it out. At least it's free on a couple of platforms, and signing up for Tubi and at least Freebie will cost you nothing. So okay. yeah, the only upside of, of signing up to Tubi is the fact that it'll remember what you've watched before. So if you've want to continue watching something that you stopped the midway through. If you're literally signed in with them, it'll remember that. But if you're not, you'll have to refind it. And good luck, because they have a large library. And with Freeview, there's a few that I remember. Uh, what I have when I signed up for Freeview, I was going through their list, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I'm going to add this to my list. To this my list. It's been years since I've seen this movie, this movie, and this movie, and this movie. Oh, they made a sequel to that movie. Let's add that to the list and watch later." So there's a whole mess of uh, movies that good chance we'll be talking about on the show at some point. Yes, indeed. Sure. But uh, anyways, that is the show. Um, Chris, what do you have to say in closing? I'm a gamer and I'm wearing a bikini. Yep. Donate to prove it. And until next slime, take care, keep it real and unpleasant screams.
And now, the Long Coat Mafia Podcast. It's a Long Coat Mafia Podcast! You screeding up! Hello everyone, welcome back. I hope you enjoyed the reboot slash repost episode. If you have any questions, comments, or smart remarks, you can always send them my way at our email, which is longcoatmafia at gmail.com, or post them in the uh, the pinned post on our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash the Long Coat Mafia podcast. All the links are in the description down below. And just to let you know, this is the after show. And with the after show, a lot of what I am about to say or do say uh, is updates, my opinion on everything, because when they are posted up on our Podbean account, differ slightly at times. So a lot could happen between then and this recording. So I'm going to give you a couple of updates or my opinions on those updates as so be it. So just wanted to let you all know that now. All right, gotcha. First things first, let me just say I apologize for blowing y'all's eardrums out. It's just that with the uh, technical difficulties we had at the beginning of the show on my end, um my voice levels were a little bit low, so I had to increase them a little bit, and thus uh, Sasha's end might have either been slightly lower or slightly louder than normal. I do apologize for that, but uh, at this point, I'm also telling you, I should say about 8 out of 10 times, I'm telling you that I don't have any additions Um updates, comments, or smart remarks in regards to what was said on the program. But this time, I have what might be considered either an update or an addition or to two different topics. Uh, let's start with the quick one first, and that is with PAX Unlimited. There was actually some drama, not overall drama, but leaks that did come out from PAX Unlimited this past weekend, or should I say, I found this out today as of this recording, that happened over the weekend. And what happened was, uh, Wizard, uh, Wizards of the Coast was at PAX. Uh, we, I think I might have touched on that WizKids was there uh, repping, and WizKids, I think, is owned by Wizards of the Coast. But uh, Wizards of the Coast was there doing a few panels to let folks know uh, what to expect in the new year. For those of you out there not familiar with the convention scene, uh, sometimes uh, places or um, businesses or uh, production houses or whatever you want to call them, like Marvel, Disney, uh, Warner Brothers, in this case... uh, it was Wizards of the Coast. They might not have a actual booth rep- representation at the show, but they have a panel at the show to release a lot of uh, information or give out uh, drops in regards to what's coming up in the new year or the next month or for the holiday seasons or what have you. In this case, 
Wizards of the Coast was there to talk about D&D, Dungeons and Dragons, uh, telling about uh, some of the new modules that are coming out, what they have plans, and so forth and so on. And not so shortly after this panel, from what I've heard, uh, on their Instagram, they whoever was running their PR team dropped uh, pretty much they dropped images relating to some of the core books but uh, depending on who you talk to it was one image or several images in regards to the core books coming out next year these core books again depending on who you talk to is sixth edition or I should say Dungeons and Dragons sixth sixth edition or um, five edition 5.5 depending on who you talk to or what Dungeons and Dragons circles you're in but either way the the person running their Instagram dropped an image saying the core rule books or the core books are dropping May 31st 2024 and that's right end of May, the books are coming out, whether it be the Player's Guide, um, Dungeons, uh, the Dungeon Master's Guide, or the Mon- and or the Monster Manual. Uh, it was just core books dropping May 31st, 2024. Uh, then, because somebody got ahead of the game, that post was deleted, uh, and then it went up saying, core books, Player's Guide, uh, dropping uh coming soon 20 in 2024 so and that was not just the only image that something similar to that happened there were other posts relating to exact days in 2024 where these books were being dropped and yet during the panel no dates were given so whether or not this is accurate or they decided oh oh crap oh shit um we got to get ahead of this take it down before people you know get ahead um but the thing is the main reason why from what i've heard and some people have explained to me is that um well i agree with them a little bit or let me add to what they say is that for not really giving a date uh, or giving a date might lead to those running campaigns finishing their campaigns early and thus rushing to uh, get these books and uh, to revamp the, the rules of their campaign, which is a, is completely stupid uh, in regards to that thinking. I, I don't mean the people who explained it to me. I mean, Wizards of the Coast going, oh, oh shit, oh crap, what do we do? Uh, pull it and change the description of the photo, change how the photo looks, remove the dates, and all that. The reason why I say that is that they could have, yes, is it, is it a leak? Yes. Is it end of the world? No. Um, my guess, and I, I agree with the joke that some people have put out that uh, they, Wizards of the Coast probably sent the Pinkertons after their PR person that leaked this information, but I digress. And But I, the reason why I think it's no big deal is because you have people today, today, still playing uh, third edition modules, fourth edition modules, 
and I'm sure there are going to be people next year when these uh, new books are dropped. They're still going to be playing 5th edition. I know I am. But a lot of folks in the D&D community are extremely afraid that they are going to lose their 5th edition stuff. Mainly due to uh, D&D Beyond also being owned by Wizards of the Coast. And I kind of agree with that because I don't want to revamp my characters. You know, it, it it's a weird weird thing to do uh i i would have to see how dnd beyond changes over the year i've been hearing a lot a lot of fear a lot of uh concern over what wizards of the coast and dnd beyond it will be doing over the next year and the other thing that has come out as of this recording uh is the fact that uh warner brothers slash discovery is having sony playstation remove 1,300 seasons, that's 1,300 seasons, not episodes, seasons of Discovery shows from their platform on December 31st. That's right. You won't find any, like, I'm talking like Mythbusters and things of, of that ilk that are on placed on the PlayStation Network. They're removing all that at the end of this year, December 31st, 11.59 p.m., you won't be able to access those seasons past that point. So as of 12 midnight, January the 1st, you're not going to be able to watch your favorite Mythbuster episodes or anything that's produced by Discovery. Now, how does it relate to what we said? Because me and Sasha were talking about this uh, earlier, and me and Sasha have always stated that uh, despite the fact that uh, heart, uh, having physical media is a thing, this is one of the main reasons why physical media is such an important thing. Uh, but this is what's going on, and uh, many have stated that it is, um, the fact of the matter is, People spent good money on this. Uh, stuff like Mythbusters and all that, they don't go, a lot of times they don't go for uh, $15 a season. Sometimes they go for $20, $30, sometimes $35 a season. And these people uh, spent that type of money on these seasons and they're not getting their money back. They're not. Um, down in the comments on, on section below whether it be on good pods uh podbean or what have you let us know that uh do you think people should have a uh get a refund off of this or do you did you purchase uh seasons on it uh for like mythbusters or discovery show uh and do you would you do you mind the fact that the, you lost that money but i will say this um some sp speculate they in regards to as a why um, some speculate that Sony didn't want to pay for the license to keep the seasons slash shows on their platform, um, meaning like what uh, places like Voodoo might do. Um, to go and to explain that a little bit more, um, there are shows and movies on Voodoo that you are that you could buy, and for whatever reasons, uh, Warner Brothers, uh, Sony, or 
what have you, uh, or independent. Let's go with, uh, I own John Johnson's Skeleton Key 3 Part 2. Now, you cannot, you cannot buy that on Vudu. You can't rent it on Vudu. But I'm still able to watch that movie on Vudu. Where, though the license to sell that movie on Vudu is gone, Vudu still pay, might pay for a license to keep that on that platform so people are able to watch it. And therefore, Sony decided, you know what? We're not paying. Now, uh, Voodoo could say, hey, uh, to keep this on our platform, uh, we'll pay the distributor, uh, yes, I'm lowballing, $1,000 a year or $1,000 a month to keep this on our platform, but we won't sell it. This has happened with video games uh, many times on a lot of platforms. Uh, I've seen it, heard it happen on my, the Xbox Live side of things. There's been times that uh, due to licensing, Games have been pulled, even though people have uh, paid for it. Uh, I've I initially paid good many years ago. I want to say close to uh, two. I want to say two thousand eight. So it was more than ten years. It's going on close to twenty years ago. I paid for uh, when it was on the Xbox uh, three hundred and sixty. There were. Scott Pilgrim versus the World was a Xbox Live arcade title, and I paid ten bucks for that title. And due to the license going Astolo bye bye, they pulled that game from the network. So, and only to keep that, if you want to continue playing that game, you had to keep your Xbox offline or in all shapes and sizes, because if you kept that Xbox connected to the internet, Xbox would have deleted that game off your hard drive. Heck, I paid $10 for the Simpsons arcade title. I can't play that anymore. It's no longer found on Xbox Live anywhere, because Fox pulled that license. Whoever owns the Simpsons arcade game pulled that license. You can't play that on Xbox Live. I don't think you can play it on um, the PlayStation Network. The only way you could probably play it nowadays is if you picked up the arcade one-up cabinet and is able to play it that way. Even then, it's not an accurate representation of the game you have lag etc i'm not going into it right now and it depends on who you talk to but speaking of that uh as stated this is in regards to episodes this is not the first time uh sony has pulled stuff for whatever reason uh movies or tv shows or seasons off their platform uh they did this in august uh, last year, 2022, with in Germany and Austria, they pulled like a butt ton of movies and TV shows and seasons off their platform in those regions. So, not to mention, uh, I also spoke briefly about it's done to vi uh, video games. Uh, recently, I think as of this year, it's been confirmed. Um, me and Sasha have both had. I think Sasha has this game. I picked it up on for Xbox Live. I haven't touched it because I thought uh, Sasha might want to 
you know, me and Sasha or me and friends want to play this game uh, later down the road at some point, and that is Friday the 13th, the game, the, the video game. It's right now, uh, due to various reasons, due to, I think, law, either lawsuits or licensing or a combination thereof, it has now come to light that at the end of this year, 2023, December 31st, 2023 you will be no longer able to buy this game uh i'm sure if you found it in a gamestop or a retro um game video game place you'd be able to play uh, buy it there used but you will not be able to buy it new anywhere gamestop walmart best buy uh wherever you won't be able to buy it brand new in like wrapped because that license license has been revoked. That that company cannot sell that game anymore. And if you think that hey, I owned it digital, I own it digitally, or I own a copy of it, I'll be able to still play it. <laughs> uh, I'm in the same boat as you. Uh, uh, the it has come out that no longer will you not be able to play it. But by the end of this 2024, I'm talking December 31st, 2024, you will not be able to play the game. Now, whether or not you'd be able to play it locally, i.e. on your own uh, Xbox or uh, PlayStation, um, that's a different story, providing you have a hard copy in your possession. Now, if you have it digitally, it might be deleted uh, out of your library. You won't be able to download it at any cost. Uh, again, you're not going to... Because a lot of games, uh, maybe like uh, Friday the 13th, the game, but games like uh, Halo, Call of Duty, they're not couch co-op anymore. You, In order to play co-op with games such as Battlefront, Halo, Call of Duty... Uh, and many others. I think even Destiny is the same way. It's not couch co-op. It's not split screen. You need a second uh, PlayStation. You need a second Xbox in order to play this game with friends or family in the same house. So a lot of times that means you're you'd have to buy two systems. Uh, again, meaning you'd have to buy two Sony PlayStations, two Xboxes, and have two copies of that game in order to play that game with a friend in the same household. Um, but uh, Xbox is one of the few systems where you could have two Xboxes in the same home and share the same game across or the same... Uh, library between the two systems. But uh, that's what's happening with Friday the 13th, the game. And this isn't the only Friday the 13th game that is being pulled due to licensing. Because also earlier this year, uh, Friday the 13th, the puzzle game was pulled from s digital stores uh, I think both on across. I think across the board, it's been pulled. Uh, you can still download the game, I think, and play the game. 
but you can't play it, uh, but you can't buy it anymore. Similar to uh, games like Left 4 Dead and, let's see, I jotted it down. Uh, like games like Left 4 Dead and many, many others that you could download and past, uh, download and still play. But that's that aspect and that's the pretty much the only other updates that we have beyond that uh, uh, packs and the whole ordeal in regards to uh, companies like Warner Brothers and pulling stuff and Sony pulling stuff. Um, which is a sad thing. We, me, me and Sasha might go into, into it again next week, but who knows. Um, I thank you all for listening. Again, if you want to support the show, we have all our links in the description down below in regards to how to support the show, whether it's uh, our tip jar, which is our GoFundMe, uh, our W link, in which you can use our code LCM podcast in regards to uh, getting a 10% discount. Uh, not to mention, you could subscribe to uh, Sasha's OnlyFans and see the uh, unedited stuff there. And within a few days, you'll be able to see the unedited stuff on our YouTube channel. So that's up to you. Plus, uh, we have I have a Patreon. Uh, also, if you feel inclined to support, also supporting us one other way, that is, you could buy stuff off my Amazon wish list, which is also in the description down below. And if you wish to support my former co-host, Big Candy, his Teespring link is in the description down below. But if you, but because it's also December and funds can be tight, especially with the inflationary or deflationary things that are going on right now, uh, we are just as happy for you to share our podcast, subscribe to us on the multiple of platforms that are out there, and share, like, comment, and interact with us because that is just as good as uh, helping us out financially, even though we are very tiny podcast that makes no money whatsoever so either way as always uh since i don't want to include the clip uh i'm a gamer and i'm wearing a bikini good night peace out everybody see you next time on the long coat mafia